Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We're podcasters. He's a host, baby. Keep him coming, big boy. I'm sorry, broth. You hate broth. That's flim flam. This ain't no comedy show. Well, kind of it. I bought hot dogs. Love it. Love it. Love it. My favorite. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 20. Oh, God, blast it. All right, that's the second episode in a row that I've done that. 30. You know, when you do 26 episodes of uh, using a certain number, you, your, your brain takes a little while to shift. It's like the day, us switching seasons is the daylight saving time of podcasting it's not just that you did 10 seasons at, that started with 20 something oh so it wasn't even 26 episodes it so was 26 fi- it was five years it's yeah it's five straight years of you starting with the word 20 with the word 20 yeah absolutely now we're starting with 30 because we've been around a long time yeah. 3003 is what i want to say right yes 3003 reverse it and you've got e zero zero e Mm. It's also a palindrome. That's fun. Yeah, palindromes are fun. So are pals. Mm-hmm. So are drones. Pals and drones. I got a pal that's got a drone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who's that? This guy. Oh yeah, Elliot Hopert. Hello. My, I guess at the end of the day, he's my pal. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe. Friends. I'd say. I'd say friends. Friends. Yeah. yeah. We, we know where each other live. We certainly don't have a work relationship. You're certainly not. I mean, while you work for me, we don't have that kind of relationship. You're. You're a friend. Yeah. yeah I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Anyway, we welcome everybody in. But speaking, <laughs> speaking of friends, on my drive here today, this has nothing to do with anything. We welcome you into the program and, and so on and so forth. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for subscribing and supporting and all that stuff. And um, as I was driving in today, I took the shortcut, which I'm not 100% convinced is a shortcut. I just kind of like it. It brings me through a neighborhood as opposed to going down Moore Park. Mm-hmm. Um, saw a guy walking towards me that I would have bet was Dan Katz. Would have bet money oh. that it was Dan Katz. And then when I, and it truly was like, I started rolling down my passenger window to say something. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the guy got closer, it was like, oh, that's not Dan Katz. And then man bun, really not going to be Dan Katz. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't see Dan Katz with a man bun. No, oh, I do. I you think... see? Do you guys see Dan Katz with a man bun? Not, I... not, not in 2022 necessarily. But I, I bet there was a stretch of time where he, if he didn't do it, he he would have. There's done no it. way. He's always he's always tight. Yeah, true. but he, he never he, grew it he out. Traveled, and I mean, I haven't seen him, so I don't know if yeah. he's grown his hair out. But he also was like talking about Propecia all the time. <laughs> right? You go Propecia. There's he doesn't. Yeah. You, so you you're proud of the hair you have? He doesn't have enough to make a man bun, no, Dan Katz. Possibly true. I mean, how many years has it been? Since we've seen him in fairness it's been uh that live show in new york at the gramercy mm-hmm. yeah so what's that six years oh no 10. 10 maybe yeah okay so 10 years you don't think a dan katz could have could have grown a man been, button and then cut it off to that that could that guy could have been him yeah, for, yeah. For that. i've not seen him in 10 years yeah 
He's got big man bun energy. Can we agree on that? <laughs> I, see, I don't think he does. I don't think he goes that route. But he, but he's he's not. Look, our boy Andrew Koenig had wow. man. He had yes. a man bun when the man bun wasn't happening. Yes, that's true. But and he wasn't like a man bun guy. Which is why it was even more infuriating. <laughs> I mean, he was just kind of a hippie sometimes. He was a hippie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, remember he would walk around with his shoes off that yeah. filth we'd have to do with that filth <laughs> I mean not to talk out of school but he was also so much of a hippie that he reused his Ziploc plastic bags that's how much he cared about the environment and so yeah. forth he would he would wash them yeah he was a co-op guy he was definitely a co-op guy fan of the co-op but I'm just saying that Dan given Dan Katz propensity for glasses without glass thank you and bright colored shoes for no reason. Yeah, but see, that's not man bun to me, guys. That's that's but that's think, his own personality. I would I think though that he, I could see him going. This is the end of the man bun era. I am ironically going to wear a man bun. I could see I could see him wearing a fake man bun. <laughs> I could see him having that uh, Harry Krishna thing before I see him having a man yeah, bun. Yeah, well, I'm think, very serious about that. I think he could join in a heartbeat. Well, sure. Then maybe and maybe his hairline would necessitate any attempt at a man bun might just turn into that. Yeah, <laughs> just because there's not a lot going on up there up top. Uh, let's now for people that have joined us in the last ten years. Wait, how long have you been here, Garen? Uh, it'll be ten years in September. And so we do we had somebody do we, do we have somebody in between Dan not, and we might have had a couple of fill-ins like Jay Spaulding or I, I can't Jay remember. Spaulding, the, the but young, not, not for very long. The young man who made these. Yeah, I, I can't I can't pull his name and I I apologize. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Yes. Roddy. Patrick Roddy, thank yeah, you very much, wow. Garen. Good thank pull. you. Nice pull. Well, Garen knows because he's got them on a wall with a dartboard. And, <laughs> and, and, and any potential. Yeah. <laughs> Here's who I took out to get the top. Julie Dixon Jackson's up there. <laughs> Patrick Roddy, Jay uh, Spaulding, yeah. Dan Katz is a wall, a full wall. Is Donaher up there then? Don, Donaher's up there. Certainly Donaher's up there. Um, what was I getting at? What was my point? In the, oh, for those, those, Dan was our intern. Before Gary, he was he was a legit intern. He stayed here a, a small yes. amount of time. Right, he learned the the craft and then went on to teach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 100%. teaches a he teaches a class on podcast interning now. <laughs> Very successful. Yeah. He's had one student and he's still here. It worked. <laughs> yeah, Dan was a guy. We put out the call for an intern and people emailed in or whatever. And uh, we met him on Larchmont at the at a Jamba Juice at a Jamba Juice, yeah. And uh, I think he's the only person we met. We we're like, yeah, that seems good. I think <laughs> in, in in there are two ver- two ways Pardo and Belknap go: uh, overthinking something to the point that I want to throw myself off a building, or great, yeah. And then never like writing other people to go. We've already found our intern. Thank you. Like, yeah, that. I, well, I don't think either of us have much of an appetite for interviewing people. It's just not really our thing. I, I am sure I have spoken many of time. You know, I used to, you know, when I used to interview people at the record store, uh, of course, there's the famous one where I hired the wrong Matt. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, had to fire the one Matt and then hire his buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was awkward and weird. Uh, but the one that I, <laughs> that I was to bring up, and I, I, I'm sure I brought it up before, was, uh, it was when I was an assistant manager and we were interviewing a young lady to work at the store and Keith was running the interview. And one of the things was a quiz where you'd give the name of the album to see what your music knowledge Back this, you know, back when record stores gave a shit about that, uh, Musicland didn't, which is what made us better than Musicland. <laughs> um, and so Keith is going down the list of albums, and he gets to the Dark Side of the Moon, and this young lady just doesn't know, and, and he goes Dark Side of the Moon, and she's like, uh, and, and by the way, it's already not going to be a hire. You know what I mean? It's yeah. already like, it's not. We're, I think we're just going through the motions because 
where she, the woman took her time to come there. Mm-hmm. And so it goes Dark Side of the Moon. She doesn't know. She does. And you know who this, you know who did that, right? Don't say it. You know who did it? The, the album Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, <laughs> one so, of the most popular albums of all time. So I'm going to move on to the next one. And then you, uh, oh no, you can't do it. Uh, shit. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I, there's no way for me to do it. You know what? You be Keith. Okay. I'll be her. And then, so you then give a second once I say I, I I don't know you you go to the next. But do I have to now know the track listing of Dark Side of the no, Moon? No, no, you just you just need to do a next album. Oh, I, I uh, by, oh, by, oh, oh, you were just naming albums and you wanted the artist. Yeah, I thought you were like doing track listing no, no, no. and you have to name the album. So the next, uh, so the, so uh, you will say Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. I will respond. Okay. You will then to uh, an album title of your choice. Okay. So uh, go right. So yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dark Side of the Moon. I, I, no, I don't know. Okay, um, Josh. Oh, Frank Zappa! <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed the way you three are laughing in her face for way too long. Wow. To where Keith had to say, now, Jimmy, be nice. Oh, no. It, it was... I, like, I, I hope she listens to this and, and she can hear me apologize mm-hmm. for my 18-year-old behavior mm-hmm. at her being so excited that she guessed it and she couldn't have been more wrong. That and is a very, uh, I don't immature maybe is not quite the right word, but that is a very youthful reaction to, because when you're the age where you like, when you, you start to know a lot about something, like when you're a teenager, you start to learn more and more about the things you care about. And then you laugh at people who don't know as much as you about that thing. And it, it was the enthusiasm. It was everything. <laughs> yeah. It was all of what, what a random. Like if she had said, I don't know, Zeppelin or like something that was slightly more in the ballpark than Zappa, maybe it would it would it have been as funny? I don't think I would have laughed at all if she said Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just was. It was. Uh, or the Who. I the don't excitement. Know. And then Frank Zappa being the answer, like yeah. it, it's like like we put like we put Frank Zappa on a list of <laughs> albums that you should know in in 1984. Yeah, that would be harsh too to be like you sh- you got to know Zappa if you're going to work here. Yeah, listen, you don't uh, because once a year someone's going to come in and ask for it. If that, <laughs> uh, the. Uh, uh, what comes to mind then is that there was a country artist by the name of Mel McDaniel. Okay, and uh, I I had never heard of Mel McDaniel. That's the truth. And so one day our our district manager is there, a guy named Frank, and uh, who Keith and I one night drunk went to his condo and bothered him at three in the morning like that. That's, that's, like, we just laughed at the guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, brother, How did you bother? You just rang his doorbell? Well, yeah, and then made him stay up and, and hang out oh, with two drunks. Oh, okay. You know, maybe two in the morning, but yeah. about, you know, whenever the bar, bar closed, hey, we're driving, maybe we should go to Frank's. And then we go and we knock on his door and we're like, hey, we're here. And he's like, what, are you, what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. And we like, kind of forced our way in. And by the way, Keith is not that guy. And neither am I for that matter. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I can't even I can't even connect that to the person you are now. You you don't want anyone at your house. And you uh, very dicey. Like you're you're very I feel like you're very uh, fastidious about not overstepping your. I do not want to overstep. I do not want yeah. to. Incon- I, I, here, I do not want to inconvenience anybody yeah, because of the way you are. And I'm this way, too. Like because of the way you are about people coming to your house, you uh, project that onto everyone. Yes. Which is, I think, the polite thing to do. And it's probably what you would hope other people would do for you because yes. you don't want them in your house. Well, apparently in my late teens. And by the way, I didn't, you know, I didn't drink very often. I, I yeah. you know, I really started drinking as a comedian, but I would, I would right. drink at parties and so on. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, this was a very rare Wednesday drunk. I don't know why it happened, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, you know, maybe we had inventory or something. So we, hey, let's get some beers and you know, I, who knows? Um, anyway, one day we're at the, uh, Frank is there and he's probably yelling at me and Keith because, you know, while Keith was a great manager, I was a clown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, and I did bring out Keith's clown side. And uh, Frank had no patience for us, and he would mock us and 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 yell at us. And yeah, uh, uh, he. So one day, so the guy walks in and he goes, uh, uh, "Hey, I'm looking for some Mel McDaniel," and uh, and I was like, uh, "I go, no, you know, nah, no, we, <laughs> we don't, we don't have any, sir." And he goes, "You don't have any Mel McDaniel?" I go, "No, we don't have any Mel McDaniel." And Frank, Frank has the look of in his eyes like you're the shittiest employee in the world. <laughs> And he goes, let's take a look if we have any, sir. And he goes, no, Frank goes, well, should you go and look? I go, I don't have to look. I know my store, Frank. (laughs) And and then he walks over to the country section. And there there must be 12 Mel McDaniels. (laughs) Like, I don't. But here's the thing. I was in charge of the cassette area, Mm -hmm. not the long plays. Mm -hmm. And so I could tell you every cassette that we had. Uh, albums I was apparently a little dicey. You didn't have any Mel McDaniel cassettes? No, uh, cer- certainly not. I know my store, sir. Why would you have 12 LPs and no cassettes? Uh, it was the trend. You know, cassettes were still 84. Was mm-hmm. still Cassettes were catching up to albums. Right. And by the way, I'll tell you why. Because the 12 Mel McDaniels hadn't sold uh, since 1970. Yeah, that's why there were 12 of them. Yeah. Uh, right. Am I getting the name right, Garen? Mel McDaniel? Uh, I've never heard of him. I'm not asking for you, uh, your I'm knowledge. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Okay. But American musical artist, yeah, Mel yeah. McDaniel. Um, and then, and just the the look on everybody's face was like, like literally, would have been, it would have been okay to go. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. You know, your check will be mailed to you at the end of the week. <laughs> uh, you're done. You, you, like, it, it, thinking back now, it would have infuriated just the idea of just go look. Yeah, that's the the default setting of an employee is just, yeah. just to try. I and I, but here's the thing. Here's Mostly, the, so they, then you'll, they'll leave you alone if you show them it's not there. That is, you know, you know what it was. It was arrogance. I, I, it, they're very good. Maybe I was showing off. Mm-hmm. But there was because I enjoyed walking to the. Yeah. I never was the hey go look over there because you know my friend Vismarante used to do this joke. It's like yes, I know how the alphabet works. <laughs> I'm curious if you have them. I'm having trouble locating it. Yeah. So I always enjoyed doing that. Like oh let's let's go take a look together. It's probably going to be here in the various M's or whatever. Right. Right. And then oh nothing. Sorry. Um, and then inevitably you have to go. That nothing, huh? nothing in the back. Anything in the back? No, we're not printing them back there, sir. <laughs> uh, but I do that too, and uh, it, mostly at Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is terrible about keeping the things that people buy in stock, mm. and also terrible at putting the things out that are there. You blame that guy from the Cosby Show for all that? <laughs> I don't. I would love to shop at his. I don't know which one he works at, but. Uh, we have a friend not here. It's, I, it's not in LA. No, it was in New York. Yeah, I don't want to blow up this person's spot, but we have a friend, a mutual yeah. friend, who uh, during the pandemic applied at Trader Joe's yeah. and did not get hired. Yeah. Oh. And that is, and the person that we know, and you, sharp as a whip, smart. Yeah. Like didn't. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but I almost feel like that maybe someone realized who that person was, and they were like, I, I can't. That would be crazy for this person to work here. I can't do it because like, it's going to be a distraction. Almost, no, that's maybe that's going too far. But it was, would be it would be strange. It would be weird. Yeah, but you know, if the person's applying, then mind your business and uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, 
that person was me. <laughs> I, uh, and and I've, I've spoken openly. There's that seized candy near my house that I I, I love the idea of, of every what, every Sunday I work behind the counter. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Ah, ah, when are you getting some? You know, you know me. They fire me because I would take too much time with the people. I would. Ah, when you got some hearts, who's getting married? What the, the, the. I contend that you would hate it after a week. You just you would not want to deal with people. I, I feel know. like you want that that sort of folksy situation from the past that doesn't exist it does not exist anymore because people are awful yeah you're <laughs> so. right you're right about that i guess what i want to do is write this mel mcdaniel wrong <laughs> just want to just want you to, want to find some... that woman and, and no that was or, a gentleman that was a gentleman. gentleman yeah and and and, uh, and apologize and then get him his his record yeah but what i really but but since that's never going to happen i just want to oh i want to be overly good to somebody new buying some candy mm-hmm. to just level the Seize is a great place to do that because you know they have the whole policy of giving everyone a sample. Yeah, you could you could really overdo it on the samples. Like you could give someone well, like uh, who who just brought us chocolate? It was uh, Sona. Sona, yeah. And she said they she was alone. She got and they gave her three three, samples. Three samples, yeah. Which is too many for one person to to receive. Well, you know my rule, by the way. If I'm working at C's, one for you, one for me. <laughs> so yeah, that's not going to be. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat probably six boxes myself day that's, one. It's a real bad scene. Also, you've sworn off Snickers for 2022. I've. I've. Here's what I've sworn off. This is. This is the. Yeah. This is per, the precise thing I've. Okay, I, go I, ahead. Is candy bars at the checkout? Okay. You know oh, what I mean. That's a very. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> like you're not going to impulse buy candy. I'm not going to impulse buy candy, but at the same time, at movie theater as well. I'm not going to buy okay. that, but I will have like a C's candy if somebody has that out at a party. What, what I was going to say is I thought you had basically specified I'm not going to eat Snickers, no. but then there, there, what, there is a C's candy that is basically their version of a Snickers. So if you worked there, you would just figure out what that is and yeah, just then, eat those nonstop. I would probably line them up all together to the size of a Snicker <laughs> and then yeah. still go, but it's not a Snicker. Yeah. But now, wait a minute. If you worked at a C's, then you're at the checkout the entire time. I wouldn't be able to eat them. You wouldn't be able to eat any candy because you're no. always at the checkout. That is correct. Yes. Uh, you might have to change that policy or. Well, I'm not going to work. Here's the good thing. I'm not going to work there in 2022. Okay. We know that. This is, I think this is a 20. This is like after Oliver's, this is a 2030. Like Oliver's out of the house. Yeah. You're sort of an old man now. Maybe the podcast is over. You got nothing else to Don't do. Elliot just literally, <laughs> literally just got this, this shit scared out of him. Well, what, in eight years? I mean, I don't know. Eight I, years ago, we probably would have been like, we're not going to be doing this in eight years. Oh, I think uh, I said that 15 years ago. Maybe you did. Maybe, yeah. You've always had this. Here's what. Can I tell you why? Number. Here's why. And, and, and time has proven that I'm wrong is I assumed people would stop giving a shit about podcasts. But in reality, podcasts have become radio and television. Yeah. And so I don't see any reason why it would stop. Yeah, we're sort There's, of we're, we're in the we, we, we probably talked about this with Kevin and or Bean, but we're, we've sort of we've reached the point that they reached and a lot of like morning show hosts reach, which is like I'm doing this. They're paying me to do this. I like doing it people seem to still like hearing it why would i stop like those those shows a lot of those people they just run they, they do it for 30 years yeah i'm not saying we want to do that but uh, it's not it's not outrageous it is it is it. not outrageous it, but it, it did feel outrageous 12 years ago yes. to say you know what i can see doing this till i'm 65 whereas now i think that it's yeah. it's very possible that podcasting will still be popular and so on and so it's forth. also our job <laughs> it's also our job I mean, <laughs> you, that's know, you, the, you pay your bills 
Yeah, again, you you should have seen a look on his face when you just said <laughs> one day when the podcast over, over there. He was like, "Oh, wait, we, are we really talking about this?" <laughs> here's here's the thing. Over over the years, as one does, you look <clears throat> for other kinds of work to see what it is. I don't know that I can work for a corporation. You can't. <laughs> I don't think I can. I mean, I, oh, I mean, if I no. if I got to the point where I absolutely had no other choice, I guess you'd do what you have to do. But you and I are both incapable of working for people who uh, who want things done during certain hours. That and, and also just like don't let you make your own schedule or just to be your own person. You know, like it just doesn't work. We're not we're not cut out for you it. You don't think he could walk down to Sprouts? I could see him working at Sprouts. Oh my God, he hates people. Yeah, he, but no, no, no. But yeah, you put him in the back. You put him in the back. He's a guy that he still has to deal with other employees. Yeah. I mean, there have been times in my life where I have uh, considered, you know, working that kind of a job. Like if I had to, what kind of which Mm -hmm. which version of that? I don't think I would want to work in food. I think like, you know, you'd like that Ross dress for less near your house, too. Eh, They're hiring. I, here's why I want, you to, I want you to work there for this reason. Uh, let's clean that place up a little bit. <laughs> let's get those clues off the floor uh-huh. and on the rack. And I can see, I, I don't think that will stand if you're there. Uh, yeah, oh, you might lose not. your mind, though, because of it. Somebody well, I, I, here's the thing. I think, I think that, I think that uh, many well-meaning people do take jobs at Ross Dress for Less, and then they become what we end up seeing. So yeah. I think it breaks them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, although who knows how long it'll still be around, but like a Best Buy seems like the right place for me. Here's what I, you would have, you would have been great in a radio shack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> I miss radio shack. I would go there once a year. It would make me happy. No, knowing that it existed made me happy, but now you just go on Amazon and get the thing the next day anyway. But, and fries is gone too. Although fries, fries is go- like radio shack was trying. Yeah, Radio Shack kept stuff organized. Like yeah. Anytime I went to Radio Shack, they had all the all the drawers with all the things. It seemed like somebody had gone back in and fixed the part where people put stuff in the wrong spot. Whereas Fries, you're, if there's a display, it's probably broken. Uh, Fries, by the way, was a, you know, a, a computer electronic sort of store. Uh, just Southern California, Texas, I want to say maybe. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly did not know what it was in Illinois. It was not a uh, yeah, no, they, never even heard of it till I moved here. And somebody goes, "Hey, we're going to go to Fries and have lunch and look at electronics." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, there was a weird cafe in there. Yeah, it was. And, and there was, was always a diorama. Was, like, you'd go to the the sci-fi fries or the Alice in Wonderland fries. Which fries? I would go to the sci-fi fries. I don't know how about the, yeah, the, the dinosaur fries. They had themed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each one had a different. Was was the Burbank one the the alien invasion? Yeah, there yes. was this flying saucer crashed into the yeah. building. And then what was the Manhattan Beach one? That one had like a something else going on. Uh, jungle, maybe. Yeah, jungle? Maybe, that feels yeah. right. Uh, it was it was like imagine if you made a Radio Shack the size of a Costco. That's yep. basically what yeah. fries was. Yep. If I'm imagine a radio shack on steroids, oh, 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 look out! This guy's talking drugs. Come on, I'm in show business. Yeah, tiki theme. Oh, tiki theme was oh, okay. uh, basically that's jungle. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, in fairness to Elliot, when you say he can't handle working with other people, he's not going to work anywhere where he's treated like this. <laughs> anywhere he goes, he'll be treated better than this. Not and, and by the way, if look we play a game on air and that's sort of fun but if i went to a job where i'm making minimum wage and people treated me like oh you're i'm gone <laughs> oh, you're gone i'm gone that's crazy in a heartbeat when i was in when i was in college i was looking for different jobs on campus and the uh the photo studio uh was offering a job and that seemed like a kind of a slam dunk for me photography is kind of peripheral to my stuff the lady who ran it was this german accented lady 
And she was like, and if you're one minute late, we're docking your pay. And I very politely listened to the rest of her presentation. I did not apply. Because <laughs> was, everything she was talking about was so regimented. Right. And I'm like, I can't. That's too much. One minute, man. You know, I'm, I'm not going to try to be a minute late. But the fact that that's the first thing you've said to me well, just tells me everything about how you're going to run In fairness to office. her, you're never on time. <laughs> that's I'm, what, I'm sometimes early. That would be the Achilles. I mean, any regular job you took, you would that would be your well, main issue. And I think I've told this story, but when I was working for Hollywood.com, one of the first things that was on there was I didn't have to get there before 11 a.m. Like right. That was in my contract. And then when we got a new boss who got mad at me, and said, you're going to be here at 9 a.m. And I was like, I'm not going to be here at 9 a.m. I'm going to be here at 11 because that's... How, how many more days did you work there? Uh, about six months because that's after that then... then so uh, about 180? Something like that. <laughs> uh, well, that guy was a jerk. So don't don't uh, don't paint him with a brush of I'm the bad guy. We never work for people that we leave the job and say that boss was great. That's fair. Uh, no, that's I, not true. That's, that's horrible. True. That's wrong. That, that, that's <laughs> no. ridiculous. Sometimes you get a that's new up, opportunity. Yeah, that's up there with you can't turn off a faucet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a ridiculous statement. Did I say that? Yes. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? It almost it, was a quote in it, the opening. It's I didn't in the ending it, it. It is. It's in the audio one. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget which one. But what did I say? <laughs> you said you, you can't, can't turn, turn off, off a faucet. faucet. You're trying to support me. And then you said you were like you can't turn off a faucet. Well, you can, but you get my point. You were. It was a metaphor for his mouth. I think. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't you know, remember. That. I say a lot of things over the years. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. But bottom line, uh, always near the area of funny. That's the <laughs> sure. And I say near the area. So just to keep myself distance on the off chance there's some topic you didn't find funny, I'm near the area of funny. Mm. Meaning, if the office, let's say the office is here, I'm on the uh, 101. That's near it. You mean the TV mm. show, The Office? Yeah. Okay, so that's the like epicenter no, of funny. I mean this room right here. <laughs> okay, I do not mean that. At, uh, that at all but those, the, although there's two ladies recapping seem to be uh, popular to people um hey uh, very quickly to get this uh, uh maybe maybe you've already seen this uh maybe you've seen garen's tweet uh pod swag is going through some changes and and our merchandise will be leaving pods the merchandise they have because they've already ordered the merchandise it's it's there it's not made to order there so pod swag uh has um they're basically selling every, all never not funny stuff at cost basically so it's a it's a fire sale so go in there. Um, it, it, the stuff will end up being somewhere else. I don't know where the product is going uh, to live, whatever's remaining. Um, and then it'll go back probably to, to probably close to re- regular price or whatever. But right. for right now, uh, go to podswag.com and look for the Never Not Funny link. Every, everything is at a ridiculous price. In fact, uh, before I knew that this was happening, I went on there and saw a couple things that were on sale. And I got myself a... Uh, Another uh, uh, hoodie, another number of funny hoodie. I got the, uh, the the glassware, the four glasses. I got the water bottle because I was like, at those prices, yeah. Uh, even, even though I already have one of those, like you know what, I'm gonna back up. Sure. So go to Pod Swag and take advantage of the fire sale going on uh, right now. And again, you know, you got the the stickers around there for for close to nothing. The uh, uh, some shirts. There's uh, shirt. I, I, I believe that most recent shirts are not are the only thing not uh, on okay. sale. Yeah, the logo, the new logo shirts. New logo show is not on sale, but everything else is. But the, you could get a glug, glug, lazy queen. Yeah. you get the the Hamilton throwing mm-hmm. shirt. You get the the other the, the New York X one kind of the number not funny yeah. Hamilton X one. Uh, anyway, everything everything is priced. There's blankets to move. There's blankets. <laughs> I think there's blankets. Yeah. Uh, so take advantage of it if you've been going, ah, you know what, I, I really, I've always wanted that, but it's always a little too expensive. Now's the time to get in on these things because yeah. they are never going to be cheaper than this. True. Um, 
So uh, take advantage of that. Podswag.com. I believe that's the website, right? I got to mention. Mm-hmm. And uh, go to the number not funny. And then uh, also you guys were saying off the air that uh, something's happening with the perks at the never not funny website that uh, we need to tell the people about. Yeah, there's, there's the new perk system is is up. So if you if you're a, a especially if you're a tier two or higher subscriber, you can log in to the site and go to the perks tab and you'll see the status of your perks, which is very cool. Um, nothing is shipped yet, but uh, that's where you will be able to in the future go to see whether uh, your beanie's on the way or whatever. And then if you're tier three and higher, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's where you get to the point where you can get a, a video, a personalized video uh, that Jimmy records and sends to you. Uh, a new feature for this year is that you can actually, if you want, optionally, you can say what you want him to talk about. So there's a field there. And is that right? Did Jimmy sign off on this? Yeah. Um, yep. How did you? How do we have this conversation? Was I there, or did I? Or do you? Or do you, was in this room? He was in this room. I made the suggestion. You said that sounds great, and then it was over. That was yeah. the conversation. Yeah. I think we had it twice, though. All right. Well, because I, I remember at one point I remember saying we're not sure if it's going to work, and you said, "Well, then we'll do yeah. it this other way." Yeah. You were like it. Uh, you were like, I, "I'm fine if we don't have that, but if you're telling me I signed off on this, yes, <laughs> twice." Well, it's it's good. It's for you as much as it's for them it's because a, it's a hundred percent for me. Because now, if people give you a, a prompt or a direction, then you, you don't just have to. Well, I mean, but by the way, let's be very clear. As we used to say in the past, for something, uh, 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 what I'm, I'm lost in my own thought because there was what do we have in the past where it was like. Of course, I wouldn't do it. You know, I can't go on there and talk about how great Nazis are. I mean, you know, it's not going to be. <laughs> right. But, but what did we do in the past where uh, there was somebody had a request and it was like. Well, they would just email, I guess. I don't think that really happened, though. I'm trying to think of what. There was something we did in the past where it was like, you know, well, of course I could I could veto that concept. Oh, you're saying like if there was a, there was like some kind of disclaimer on the site. Yeah. But I don't remember what that was for. I don't either. That doesn't ring a bell to me. Doesn't, because because we. I mean, I'm assuming that you wouldn't cancel somebody's t-shirt size. No, that was an input. That it we must had. not have been a perk. It must have, it must have been something else. Yeah. Prior to the perk days, I don't re. I, I, who knows? Uh, I'm talking on my ass. Uh, but but it, bottom line, you can't ask me to talk about. Uh, uh, oh, you're you're free to ignore it. By the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's yeah. a suggestion. It's not yeah. a it's not it's a not requirement. A, it's not a demand. All right. <laughs> but it's there. Uh, at a certain point, we will have to make a cutoff. Um, I don't know that we decided on that. Uh, we, we, we haven't decided. I mean, basically, the thing is, here, here's what I would say. If you are hearing this right now and you want to make a suggestion for your video, then do it now. Do it now. Uh, yeah. And, and at the same time, everybody, once again, we've said it several times, although not as many times as other shows would. And there maybe they have a reason why they do it so many times. Uh, get your address, get your proper mailing address into yeah. the system as well. That's for anybody who's getting physical perks. This is the time. Do, don't delay. It won't, it'll you, go to your old address or whatever it is. If you have an old address in there, it's going to go there. If you have no address, it just won't ship to you. Well, uh, now, theoretically, if everything's working right and you don't have an address, it will send you an email yes. saying, hey, you better put an address in. But we'd rather you just go ahead and do that now. Yeah. So do that. That's easy in your profile. When you log in, go to your profile on the site and, and put your address in there and put in your suggestion. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll announce ahead of time when it's cutting off. But basically, there's going to be a cutoff where you can't submit a suggestion after a, per, a certain time because we basically just need to fulfill these things. So uh, do it sooner than later. And then when we let you know that the time is running out, 
uh then that will be the you know then you'll know it's time to do it or or if you don't care fine just leave it blank and you can leave it blank and the the other thing is we haven't actually said it but when you do all this you're going to go you're going to log in to never not funny with your account you're going to go to uh, platinum and then go to perks yeah and then it'll show what you're eligible for uh, and if you're eligible for that, it'll show that. If it's gotten past whatever this date we're going to have where you no longer can change your suggestion, then that will show there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I got some breaking news here, Elliot. Yes, sir. Some breaking news. Oh, some breaking news. Do, 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 from uh, you. Very timely breaking news. Oh, boy. Some, yes. Uh, sorry. I was testing something. Volume. Let's do that again. Breaking news with Jimmy is probably not really news. Uh, your package was delivered. One Never Not Funny zip hoodie and two more items from Podswag was delivered. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Just came through while we were talking. Very exciting. Uh, seven minutes ago, it was delivered at my home. What was Garen muttering over there? I don't know. What are you I muttering? forgot that we have a, a theme for everybody, basically. Oh. So I was saying your name instead of mine because you were doing it, and then it said it, and then I reacted to the fact that i was being stupid all right that's garen so, cockerel yeah. but, damn it i wish that was i saw dan Katz today <laughs> hey, dan, hey dan you're just wandering around you want to get back into the intern game uh boy i mean dan dan Katz did less than than garen i think that's true yeah right i mean I, uh again prove our point that we don't interview long enough i think that's what we've learned i think we've i think we've felt sheepish about i think at the beginning i don't know that dan got paid anything at a certain point we paid him a little something garen certainly gets more than dan ever got it uh i believe you're 100 right uh, i and it, while the the concept of intern is it's it you don't pay them and they quote unquote learn mm-hmm. uh and other podcasts do that yeah uh you and i felt very uncomfortable about it so it, we never gave anybody really any duties we didn't give them any duties. We did make them characters on the show. And so therefore it felt doubly weird that we, we weren't. gave them. I'm going to quote myself. I gave them lives. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so uh, you're talking about internships. When I worked at Acme. We were. <laughs> literally Confirm. seconds ago. I mean, I think I've established your that. need to re to re Look, establish the he's topic. the host. You don't in, have to reset. I, you're, I re- you're resetting in the middle of the it's wonderful. In the middle of the conversation, you're resetting what we just talked. It's it fascinating to me. I just it. I just want to make sure that I am still on topic. That I haven't blacked out for a certain <laughs> amount of time, and uh, we're not talking about it anymore. But anyhow, so we did. You we, told me Ross is hiring. Is that that's, <laughs> yes, that's, are, that's your I words? saw the sign. I saw the sign. All right, very good. So. so so I thought it'd be a good idea to do an internship because we need more camera operators and other people to do things. And so you get interns in and then you, you kind of train them up. And then if they're seem any good, then you hire them to do the actual work. Right. Um, I want to make clear that Never Not Funny is not claiming we have a real internship. When we did Acme stuff, I had to look into it. And A, technically, if you do it right, and by the way, any anybody who is an intern somewhere like some New York fancy place or whatever, and they're not doing this, they're fucking you because an actual internship, you're not supposed to do any actual work. In other words, the, the company is not supposed to get any value out of you. Hmm. They have to have an actual um, like, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, when a class has its like everything that's going to happen in the class, at the, the top. syllabus, a syllabus, you have to have kind of a syllabus and a training program. Is any of this true? It's a hundred percent true. I believe it. it makes in sense. California, anyway. I mean, Maybe there's it's the different in, in other states, but but at Conan, being an inter- intern was a they did they did things. They didn't well, just sit there and. I mean, here's the thing. So, so the the, the key thing is that you have to be an educator. Like there has to be somebody designated who then tests you, 
and and make sure that you've understood the things that you're being instructed in. But technically, an intern is not supposed to do any work that a paid person would do. What I'm going to do here is wait till our guest gets here. Yeah. And because uh, he's a gentleman who's produced many a project in this mm-hmm. town and ask him what his experience with interns is. Well, uh, there are paid interns. That's a different thing. I don't think the folks at co- what if I just blew up co- the Conan? <laughs> <laughs> well, the show's over, so it's OK. Um, not necessarily. Wait, Statue what? of limitations. Yeah. Conan no longer on the air. I mean, I saw him on the air this weekend. It's true. He was on a, a Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He had one line. <laughs> he had one line. He had one line. And couldn't get through it. <laughs> he made it very funny, though. He did. I, he, actually, he was hysterical. It always warms my heart, too, how crowds react to him I'm appearing. Getting, I'm getting a, a telephone call. Okay. Let me accept this call here and see what's happening. Uh, hello? Jimmy? Yes. Yes, Paul. <laughs> oh, you having a tough time getting in? <laughs> uh, I'm going to send our intern, Garen, out to open up the door for you. So all right, here we are. All right, thank you. Paul Reiser on the telephone. Uh, what's going on with the door all of a sudden that people just can't get into this? I don't know. I, 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 again, I, I think we discussed maybe changing the instructions in the email. Um, but he's even been here before. I know. Well, something changed. We know that something changed. Are you just comfortable that he calls himself a riser? <laughs> He said, "He said Riser here." He said, "Jimmy Riser." It's a good name. At least he didn't call you Pardo. That's true. That's true. You know, I don't care for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Conan was very. What were you going to say? People got excited I, to see him. I, I just, yeah, it's, it, it always makes me happy when uh, when I see him appear somewhere unexpectedly, and the crowd goes nuts. They love him. Yeah, people love him. He's he's uh, he. he ah. I think he's whether he. Absorbs it or not, or or feels it fully all the time. He is. Uh... Here we go. Uh, <laughs> really, you're flipping me off early on. No, I'm just saying it's one one pleasure to see you. Uh, it's a pleasure to see you. Uh, Paul Reiser is here. He's coming right over to the table. Well, I, I don't have that mic set up. So which uh, mic is not set up? <laughs> that one. That mic is not set up. All right. Why don't we take a break then? Okay. Paul Reiser's walked in, looking great, right? Hot off of an Emmy nomination, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> He's, ta- he's taking time like away he's from maybe one of leaving many projects. <laughs> Not sure. He's heading over there now. What are you doing? You're pacing. You know, I'm going to sit. Okay. It's a new thing. What do you walk me through it? The knees bend. I see. I'm listening. Goes back and like that. It's like standing but lower. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and you, you kind of uh, contract yourself is what you're saying. Right. And then if you get tired of that, you stand up. Oh yeah. And then you go back up to that uh, that Either upright way. position. Either way, it's a beautiful thing. I I'm see. Surprised. They don't have it in Chicago. They didn't have it there. <laughs> I, this is the first I'm hearing about it. I've just been doing it naturally. I've never been actually it, it had it explained to me, but I appreciate the, you taking the time. Paul Reiser is here. Uh, Paul, a, various, a, a number of projects that we'll talk about with him, in addition to some live, uh, a, a live date coming up. Right? You got the, the one? Very small tour. You do have a tour. <laughs> one city. Okay. And that's it. Where are you going? Cleveland. Ohio. After you've been to Cle- yes. Mm-hmm. After you've been to Cleveland... Why do you have to go Paris or anything like that? You've been to the top of the mountain. You go there, you see that Rival Hall of Fame, you buy yourself a Guardian's jersey. I forgot that when you walk in, you're on the air. I thought we'd say hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you're on, baby. How am I doing? Are you comfortable with me calling you baby? Were you comfortable with that? Yes, I am. I'd be hurt if you didn't. Do you always refer to yourself as Riser like you just did on the telephone uh, when you called? <laughs> no. Okay. Why did you choose to do it today then? Why did that happen? I got to be quicker. Than Paul? <laughs> but now, 
Well, you might know a lot of different parts. I do I know a lot of You were on the air. I thought you were sitting here in your, you know, in your bathrobe getting ready for the big... <laughs> Jerry <laughs> Lewis before his show? <laughs> and then... Um, an interview yeah, is a I strong word, by the way. I do often say right, because there could be many different Pauls. I understand that. You understand? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Still this, thank you. You're explaining a lot of things to me today. I appreciate it. break coming? You said you were going to go to... Uh, all right, we're going to take remember. a break. Paul Reiser here. He's taking time away from the busy schedule. He's got an Ohio date coming up that he's prepping for. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that and more with him right out here. Matt Belknap, I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, Zip Recruiter. Zip zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, you, uh, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's going on. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. Yeah, manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What do we got? A hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And, uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. Super easy to set a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. That's and I, uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. <laughs> yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 303-3003. Uh, Paul Reiser is here. He told me he was just hot off the SAG Awards. 
Uh, yes. Yesterday were the uh, last night with the SAG Awards right here in Los Angeles, California. And today I was hot. So there you go. I was hot. <laughs> off, literally off the SAG Awards. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't see them. Did you win? No. I, but I knew going in. I said we are going to come in second. Okay. <laughs> we were. I was nominated with the uh, as the ensemble cast of Kaminsky Method, and then Michael Douglas was nominated for uh, lead actor in a comedy, and uh, he also came in second. And in both cases, I said I'm not a gambler, but I will bet thousands of dollars ted lasso will win both and of course they did i went and i actually i actually left early i went all right i don't need to watch you know whatever's happening next i get it yeah i love everybody i'm gonna go home you didn't stick around no you your your category is over and you're you're i've never done that before but you know what my wife was uh at the last minute was not feeling well and she didn't oh. she didn't join me and i went this is a. It's less fun when she's not there. And B. I thought, let me go home and see her and see. I got to sit in the room and say, yeah, this was a waste of time. And is she feeling I got better? Dressed now? She is feeling better. Thank you very much. Yeah, the minute she didn't have to go to the thing, she felt better. <laughs> Perked right up. <laughs> yeah, I feel great. <laughs> uh, where was it held? Where, where? It was held in an air in an airport in a hangar on Santa Monica, in Santa Monica Airport. Uh, to pretend that you were outside is that the uh, no? The just because I don't know why. Uh, no, they didn't pretend at all. It was tented and covered. And it's amazing what they do because they can build this thing and it looks like an established hall. Well, it is, I guess, the the outside. But all the stuff leading up where you walk in and the red carpet and everything, and uh, leaving early as I did, I saw them tearing it down. I went, so this is just for like, it's like a circus comes to town. They yeah. put it up. It's amazing. It, you know, it's, it's like movie sets. I was amazed. Like, they just built a fake house in, in a minute. Yeah. To get like a, a wall in your house takes a year and a half. <laughs> but to get a crew, we can do it in a day. You recommend then that I get a, some sort of crew from a TV show to uh, help with you know my handyman? Yep. Work? Shoot something in your house. <laughs> it won't last long and it's shoddy workmanship. <laughs> right. But for that day, it looks great. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Gorgeous. It's like that uh, trading spaces. It looks great at the time, but then it falls apart. Yeah. Yes. Marty Short was very funny. It's a really tough room last night. It, it's cold and it's, I mean, I mean, it's just like, you know, there's no ambiance and there were no monitors. So whoever was on stage, the first couple of speeches were nothing. And Marty Short is just so powerfully funny. He came out with Selena Gomez and he just delivered funny. It's like, well, now it's already funnier. And he opens with, welcome to the Shag Awards, the, honoring the best performance in adult video. <laughs> gets a laugh and Selena goes, uh, Marty, it's uh, actually screen actors go sag. He goes, Oh, that makes so much more sense. I was surprised to see Meryl Streep. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah. that's really funny. Uh, she, uh, th- by the way, th- interestingly enough, that was literally the one little segment that I saw. And, oh, she, Marty? and she delivered a line like with precision comic timing. Uh, I couldn't hear it. I was in the room. and it was, Oh, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was, it was beautifully delivered. Wow. If, did she win? I, could, I left uh, early. By no, no, this was her responding to Martin Short. Oh, I didn't hear um, during like right before they uh, uh, announced the winner. Oh, interesting. Um, it wasn't your category. You tuned out. No, I don't <laughs> listen to other people. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm still focused with you. <laughs> I'm not convinced you are, quite frankly. <laughs> um, Paul Reiser is here. He's hot off a loss at the SAG Awards last night. He's yes, it very I am hard. 0 for uh, 0 for 47. Wait, is that that can't? <laughs> be I've true. never won a thing in what? your life. No, never won a thing. No, Once, that's not true. Didn't you win I something said, for music? You won something for music once. No. Huh? I guess you would know better than I. It'd be weird if I... No, I, it's not impossible. No, I never won anything. We did a music thing. Uh, no. 
Uh, once, when I was a kid, I said something in the back of a cornflakes box, and I got like a little a little toy that was. <laughs> and that, that's swallowed. the last time you got a trinket of any sort. Yeah, and then uh, Jason Sudeikis, I got a bigger one. I remember he got a bigger prize. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I I've never won, and uh, I'm gonna commit to that now, so that years from now, even if I do by some off chance win something. You're going to decline it? I'm going to decline it. And go, you know what? Not interested. You had your chance <laughs> you had your when I cared. Right. Now I don't care. Now you keep it. But let, you're it doing, let it be their problem. But you're doing your best work now, and you deserve it now. You don't agree with that. Certainly. It's to better. me, it's not about the quality of the work. It's about the superficial price. <laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> That's the exact the right read. Part of it's that, right? I used to, I just realized that, used to, I used to, that used to be my act. I go, you know, I realize in life it's, it's some, some version of... Uh, your health is not. You realize what's important, and it's your health is not important as long as you have your material goods. <laughs> and, and there you go. I'm doing the same joke, just turned it inside out. Strong. Yes. Good to see you. This re-working. is why I'm back in Cleveland. Cleveland's looking forward to seeing this oh, reworked on stage. I'm getting to work on some new stuff. I, you know, I was just getting my mojo. I was really feeling good, and then there was. I don't know if you heard. There was a pandemic. I yes. Heard rumblings. Oh yes. And. Uh, and then, like within the two years, I went. I think I forgot my act. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I, yeah. So I said, let's go. Back. I don't want to do theaters. Let's go back and do clubs. They're a lot more. It's not really forgiving. They're just more. It's more fun to try and 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 to write stuff. And I, I we've talked about this. I just really like the 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 messiness, the chaos. There's you know people moving, they're drinking, they're a little bit of talking. It's just. A theater where they're staring at you just feels wrong somehow. Yeah, even when you're polished and ready to go. Yeah, yeah no, I it, it, they go the shows go terrifically well, but it, in, inherently it's like, oh, I, I, I'm there's nothing but me. Right. <laughs> Whereas in a club, you know what? He had he had a dull spot. I'm going to have a club soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> now what? Uh, Not that I'm anticipating a dull spot. It's an hour and a half of dynamite, dynamite. There's no air in there. You're doing 90 minutes when you go to Cleveland. These folks see you this weekend on the 4th and 5th? Yeah. yeah. Four shows. Ten minutes a show. Um, no, yeah. My friend of mine uh, who's done this a lot, he said he was doing 90 and his management said, get off at 80. Leave them wanting a little more. And there is a big difference between 80 and 90. I usually do about 75, 80. And then, you know, on a late show, we'll play around a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, but it's really funny. We've talked about this, too, I'm sure, because I've been here too many times. <laughs> but when I got back into this and I had no act a couple, like a few years ago, and I thought, well, how do these guys do an hour? That's I have five, six minutes tops. Right. Ten would be incredible. Now I don't know how to do 20. Like about an hour, 60 in, I'm going, okay, I can maybe start winding down. Right. It just, but I, you know, because we love it. Uh, and everything off stage is less fun. I don't well. I, I have not done it since uh, uh, February. I've done three sets since the pandemic. Since Febu- February of 2020, 2020, really. I've done two at uh, at Largo and one at Flappers, and uh, that's it. Flappers is uh, well. We'll talk later. Um, <laughs> is right. that a fun? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Right. Um, yeah. It it feels more like a, like you're in Cleveland. It doesn't feel like you're in Los Angeles. Like so you can get the sense of Cleveland without leaving home. <laughs> in Burbank, California. <laughs> wow. There's yes. a selling point. Uh, it's like Cleveland without the flight. <laughs> yes. Enjoy it. Uh, and I. Uh, that's it. That's all I've done. So I when I see you guys like you going back out, and I know there's other folks that have to go out because they pay bills and such, but. It took a minute. I mean, when when we first spoke a couple of years ago, and I hadn't done a comic stand up for twenty years, that took like a full year to get my muscle into any kind of shape. 
And now, uh, after two years, it was like, okay, it took like two or three shows. Oh, it did. I went, okay, yeah, I remember this now. But, you know, you're always you're always finding something. And I was in, in Phoenix, I suddenly was just playing with the audience, and I told a couple of stories that I had never told on stage that I didn't even think were material. And then I went, well, that's funny. It's like, oh, yes, that's why you go to clubs and you you get a comfort level. Right. So, I, so that's really, I think, the difference between a theater. You feel theater is a little bit more of... It's, it's performance, proscenium, yeah. and club. It is that, but they're also a little, it's a little more intimate. So you it's can communicating go. more than performing in a club. Yeah. That's what I always yeah, say. I mean, they leave laughing. Everybody's laughing, but you Nobody's get to go. Let me tell you. He was looking at me a little bit, a little like <laughs> you're not funny. Um, what else did you need to know? I guess that was it. Why Thank you for your time. <laughs> Why did yeah. you? Glad I rushed you. over the minute I heard. Glad to hear you're back and uh, yeah. uh, go and see him in Cleveland. All right, Paul Reiser, everybody. <laughs> uh, play, uh, SAG award. No, is there? Uh, is there? Is, is it fun when the cameras aren't rolling at an event like that? Do you you sit? You walk over to your friends, Marty Short. You say hello. Well, that's actually fun. Part is is the people of it because. Uh, in our case, Kaminsky Method, we finished a year, like 15 months ago, so we hadn't seen each other. And we shot when we shot the last season, we were in the middle of the pandemic, so it was very, there was no hanging out, and it was all very segregated, and, and you know, you see only your scene, you don't come to work on. So it was nice to see those people. But also, yeah, I, I'm like a kid and go, oh, that's the guy from Succession, and I have to go over and bother him. And... Um, Who'd you bother from Succession? And did they appreciate you doing so? Oh, was he angry? Oh, <laughs> was he irritated? No, Jeremy Strong. I went, oh, I went. But I had this thing, because I haven't been out of the house a lot. <laughs> I think we're all having a bit of that. Yeah. So I certainly haven't been at these things. And and I was, and my as I said, my wife was not with me, so I wasn't on game. <laughs> Usually she's great. She's like, I'll go, who is that? She goes, it's the guy from, uh, you know, from Ted Lasso. Oh, thank you. Um, so I would see people, and I had this feeling like when I first moved to California, when you see somebody in L.A. and you think you know them, you don't. Right. <laughs> right? And it's like the, most places, that's not how it works. But in L.A., I would go, oh, this, oh, I don't know him at all. That's the guy from Succession. <laughs> or, um, you know, who else did I get to say hello to? There's some old friend, Ann Dowd, who I worked with years ago, and now she's and, such a big uh, handmaid's, handmaid's tale. tale. Yeah. And she played my sister in Think About My Folks. And I that was the first I had heard of her. And then she was just great. And then she becomes, you know, one of the workingest, hottest actors right. on TV. And she's great. And she said, would you write another movie that we can do together? I went, sold, done. Let me get a pencil. I'll get right back. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are a lot of people. Well, you know, who else did I see? I don't remember. There's this perception that everybody in Hollywood, uh, when f all famous people know each other. Did you know Michael Douglas prior to doing this uh, I did. Uh, series I, with him? I did a movie. I did actually two, mo two movies with Michael Douglas. One. What, would you, what did you do with Michael Douglas? Fatal Attraction. That was me. No. Oh, uh, you were wonderful. Yes. I look like Glenn Close, but if you look. <laughs> no, I was, I mean, I wouldn't say I did two movies. He, he produced a movie, and he was actually in it, a thing called One Night at McCool's, which was. Oh, that's a good movie. Matt Dillon. Am I right? I Matt that. Dillon yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, Johnny Goodman. And uh, Liv Tyler. And Michael produced it, and he was in it. So that was that. And then I did one day in the Liberace Candelabra movie. Wow. was just oh, sitting yeah. in a conference room, and it was Dan Aykroyd, Michael Douglas, Matt Damon, and they're telling Hollywood stories. I went, oh, this is... And that was literally my first gig in years. I, I had sort of been home for a while. And I went, oh, this is good. I think I like show business. I'm yeah. listening to these guys talk. <laughs> but so then we got to be, you know, close on, on this one. And he's, you know, I've said he's just so... 
great in such an understated way because it doesn't look like he's doing anything. And then you look at it on film and go, oh, this guy's good. He's good in everything, isn't he's he? He's good in everything. And he's great and he's funny. And, and um, but <laughs> we were, I said, listen, you, you know we're not winning, right? And he goes, yeah, I know. I'm just going to practice my, <laughs> going to practice my, my nice face <laughs> when they <laughs> announce the other guy's name. Um, so I didn't realize when they announced it. They have the, you know, the camera comes over to your table, and I realize it's his category, so they're going just past me and onto him. And then sometimes the camera cuts right away, but sometimes it lingers a little too long. <laughs> and I, I don't know if they caught it. I didn't watch it. But they, they said, and the winner is not Michael Douglas. And I turned to him, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I went, I hope that wasn't on camera, because that's so ungracious. Uh, but you're a comedian. People would know you're humorous. Yes, and I was, it was in support of my friend. It wasn't sure. my own bitterness that I was celebrating there. Uh, no, that was for the drive home. That's, no, that's, for, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I see. Uh, get your ego boosted back up. Celebrate my bitterness with Jimmy Pardo. Um, we just, my, my son Oliver, 14 years old. Yes. He, he, does, he stumbled across uh, Celebrity Bowling from 1971 on... Wherever it's, it, it lives. I mean, that was a thing? Um, and one of the ones we just watched, I think it was Brenda Vaccaro and somebody and somebody. And uh, I, I, the announcer, a, a young actor who's doing very well in this town, Mike Douglas. And it was Michael Douglas in 1971. Whoa. He's wearing what can only be described as a pirate shirt. <laughs> He's got feathered hair. And uh, he looks fucking beautiful. That was before. Oh no! Is it probably right during streets. Is, was yes. streets in seventy one? I thought it was in like seventy. Little later. Probably right. I call it streets as if I worked on the <laughs> yes streets. <laughs> you know what's funny? I he's been such a big star. Michael Douglas has been such a big star for so long. And one day we were chatting, and, and he said, and he was sort of walking me through like, and he said that for the longest time he wasn't uh, bankable. You know, like he said, like I don't know if he was struggling. I mean, he. But after Streets, but that but Streets of San Francisco was TV, and that back then you did TV, you didn't do movies. So what was the? Uh, and he produced one. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So he was obviously had great success with that. And then oh, I know it was not Chinatown. It was China Syndrome, which I think he wasn't going even to be in, but then he was. And that was like an that was an ensemble piece. Uh, yeah, right? but he produced it and. And then he had that run of unbelievable hits of right. uh, uh, Fatal Attraction and Wall Street and something else, Big Roar of the Roses. And, but the, oh, the, the, uh, the, the what, what, Romancing what, the Stone. Romancing the Stone, yeah, those, yeah, right, with Kathleen Turner. That's yeah. what we started talking. And it's just, you, you, it was kind of uh, comforting somehow to remember or to, to, to realize that, like, guys, everybody who was big, they, they weren't born big. I mean, right. even though he was born, well, he's born into a, royalty, into royalty yeah. but it didn't necessarily mean he he didn't walk into a career. Like, you had to prove yourself. And then there was a time that he, he can even look back and go, oh, yeah, for all, I couldn't get a break. And then things happened, and, then and I got a break. But, yeah, he's he's really gracious and, and uh, smart and good. We just rewatched him because my son wanted to watch the, uh, the Game with him and Sean Penn. Do you remember that movie? I just yeah. watched that like a year ago. Boy, that's a good movie. Really fun. And he's great in it, and Sean Penn's great. And, like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a great thing. It's sort of a great uh, dynamic for him where, like, shit's happening. It's sort of like Fatal Attraction. It's like, nice guy, and shit's happening, and you don't know why. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. And Falling Down is great, right? That's what that's called, mm-hmm. right? Falling Down? Yeah. yeah Oliver just asked, he goes, Dad, should we watch that? That's an example of my son and I having a conversation. <laughs> oh, wow. And I said, you really uh, yeah, are a great dad. we can. I'm <laughs> yeah. a great dad. I'll talk, to him. I'll talk about anything. <laughs> I'll talk about anything. You bring up any topic, I'm ready to go. I remember, well, uh, in the game, I remember at the end thinking, 
they couldn't have planned a game that complicated <laughs> where somebody jumps off the right, roof and, and lands and per- right. lands on the thing. You had me up to there. That the end was a little crazy. Yes, I, I'm with you, but I still loved it. I still. It was a great ride. Yeah. It was a great ride. Um, I probably would have. Well, I don't want to. Ruin well, what it. kind of son? What do you, do you like? Insist or or guide your son, and he should watch these movies, and he should know these certain uh, movies. We try, you know, that uh, and you know, for the most part, like we saw Philadelphia Story over the weekend. We went wow. to the uh, New Beverly and watched that in the theater. And wow, and, you left uh, the house. It was. Um, You're nice to your kids. Oh yeah. Oh, you keep, you keep them in. <laughs> oh yeah. And yours are, yours you are know, like having adults. indoor cats. We. Have, yeah, I keep them in. <laughs> You'll see, they're very pale and underfed. Oh Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, we should call child services then. <laughs> yeah, so underfed is not a problem in in our family. That's. There's never been uh, anybody in our lineage who's went. You know what? He should put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Reiser is here. He's taking time away from not feeding his children. We're lucky to have him. <laughs> um, yeah, he watches. He likes. He, he watches the classics. He likes the classics. Um, I remember I would try. We would have a, a little bit of a ritual. We would have like a Sunday night movie, and and our, my boys are five years apart, so it was sometimes hard to bridge it. Like a seven year old and a twelve year old are not going to like the same thing. So I would find something that neither of them would like, and that would <laughs> work out well. Yeah, and nobody wins here. But you know, I thought after a while, well, they need to watch something that's not animated, but it's not frightening. But you know, and then when they were starting to get into comedies, I go, well, this guy, you, you need to see some of the classics. And but then actually, it wasn't the comedies because the things that I found funny, they didn't. Like I, we watched The Odd Couple, and I was laughing. I went, this is so funny, and he went, he just didn't see it. But then he, I'd be surprised when he was like. 12 and he really liked on the waterfront i went really oh it's black and white and it's heavy and 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 brando-y um <laughs> but you know when we find something that you know we like and it, it's ironic because they're usually the very guy movies you know the godfathers and the scarface mm-hmm. and goodfellas it's like all right what is something in the dna that we could watch this forever right mm-hmm. and they're in their 20s now right 21 and 26 Unbelievable. That's why I look like this. <laughs> you look great. You should have seen me years ago. You did see me years ago, remember? Yeah. So I, I had... I had <laughs> you, I, you've been on television <laughs> since the 80s. I had this conversation. <laughs> we, we know you. We, we all saw you. We all saw you. <laughs> See, here's the thing. So I, 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 Okay. One of the lovely things about doing stand-up, or traveling city to city, often there'll be somebody comes over the audience like from my another part of my life I haven't seen in years somebody from 20 years ago somebody from high school somebody from elementary school so it's always a very lovely surprise however I, I'll get a note you know it's like so and so and then I'll go oh look and then an old person comes backstage and went holy oh <laughs> and a woman came over to me this is a couple of years ago and I was in New York and a woman said you went to Binghamton University and I said yes she goes do you remember a girl Debbie Miller I went and I'm looking at a woman in her 60s I'm going Yes, assuming it's her mother. Yes, how is she? Went. No, it's me. Oh, no, oh, I just because I mean, she looks fine. But I was remember when you said it. I'm picturing a very cute eighteen year old. Right. And now you're a grandmother of seven. Yeah. So it's it's frightening. Do you, not really funny. <laughs> not everything's funny. I think it was fine. I thought it was pretty funny. I think it's uh, look. I'm not as old as you, and I think very few people for are. it. Ah. Uh, but I yeah, same experience, of course. You, when somebody from high school is like comes, it's like do do I look? Well, that's the thing. I, I've seen me, right? So it's not a shock when I wake up. It's a disappointment. <laughs> sure, it's not a shock. Yeah, it's gonna be let down on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're removing all mirrors from our house. That's what we're doing too. Is that we don't have this problem. like an Italian house in mourning. <laughs> Just cover the mirrors. Um, 
we were talking before you got here about the day jobs and that sort of thing. Uh, what did, did you, obviously you had one, you didn't just get right into diner and then you're off and going. I mean, you did, but before that you had to be working somewhere. I had no interesting jobs. I, I feel like I should make something up. I used to work, uh, you know, I had, what did I do? I don't know, I'm asking. I, I <laughs> oh, you were asking you. me. Yeah. I, I thought you would know. I, you know, I worked one summer in a warehouse in the dispatch office and I just fucked everything up. <laughs> what do truckers would call in and go, uh, connect me to the, uh, let me speak to the head dispatcher. And I would go, hang on a second. And I would just disconnect them. I'd go, <laughs> and I'd hold on, not on purpose. i go, hold right. on. And then the end of the, and, they, and then <laughs> they'd come in, Teamsters would come in and they would go, are you the hold on kid? I went, oh. <laughs> and I went, I don't think I'm cut out for dispatching work per se. How long were you there, would you say? Oh, a summer, summer okay, job. Okay, yeah. a couple months. Yeah. And, uh, were you- and then part of the job is I used to go out, <laughs> it was in, in college, and I would go out in the morning, and, and, and it was sort of like the, the idiot job. They would go, just give me an inventory of like the, the, the trailers that have been dropped off in the night. So I would go, and they'd just say, which ones are here, which ones are not here? And I'd go, yeah, there's, there's 27 in here, and here are the numbers. And they would go, let me check. And they'd come back, no, there's 46 of them. <laughs> How did you miss them? They were all 80 feet by 20. Right. You didn't, I didn't see them. I wasn't good. You're not good at it. No. But you're, you're great at what you do these days, and we're grateful for it. Yes, as is Cleveland. Oh, they're <laughs> Oh, are they excited? Because they oh, have, a, so you know, rabbit s- with excitement. since LeBron left, they, what do they have? <laughs> they go, you know what? At least Rise is coming. Right? Yeah. It's the only thing they have. I'm bringing my talents to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, I uh, got in a car accident. The car accident was that I was in a parking spot, and I backed out and rammed into a semi-truck. And I remember then the, that night, my girlfriend's father saying, did you not see it? <laughs> and I never even thought of it that way. It's like, yeah, how the fuck do you hit a truck? <laughs> Backing out of a spot. Uh, not impossible. Richard Dreyfus in, in, in Close Encounters, when he, there's, there's lights behind him, and he says, go around, and it actually and it goes above him because it's like a spaceship thing. Yeah, but I knew this wasn't a spaceship. <laughs> well, did you? Well, in fairness, you're right. Uh, in you're, fairness, Alex Jones. I had to go back season. to a 1974 movie to help you there. <laughs> 74? No, it was not. It was 70. Uh, it was later than that. Or whenever it was. Uh, it all blurs to me. You never did. You ever work with Richard Dreyfuss? Is that something? You, I don't. I don't remember no. you guys being in it. No, I never did. Although, here's the thing. And again, cut this if I've already told you this. My memory is spotty enough that if somebody says I did work. I will. I, I question it. Okay. I, I was in a, I was in a uh, waiting room at a doctor's office. One of these, uh, like, off insurance doctors that you have to go to before you start a production. It was like it's the most, you know, the worst checkup. They just look in your eyes, stick a thing in your mouth. Yeah, right, you're out. Anyway, I'm in the waiting room, and there's other actors for their waiting for their productions. And there was a very notable actor. I won't use his name. It's Martin Sheen. So, <laughs> Martin. I said hello. We had met once before. And he said, by the way. You, I just have to say, you were you were wonderful in Selma. And I said, I don't I, I don't think I was in Selma. And he says, Yeah, you were. I went, Hang on, <laughs> maybe. maybe. I, I trusted him because Martin Sheen. Why would he lie? Right. And he said, Did did you did you not? You didn't play George Wallace. I went, I, I, No. He said, Wow. Well, he goes, My mistake. And then I looked. It was Tim Roth. I went, Ah, he's possible. Possible. I can see. But. What frightened me, I mean, God bless him, but for me, it was the moment where I questioned it. I, right. Why would he say yeah. that unless I did? I'm sure I was in Selma. 
And I bet I was damn good. Oh, for <laughs> terrific. If I'm going to be in it, I'm not going to be bad. You're, you're better in dramas than comedies, I would say. I'm better in movies than I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see me in The Godfather? Oh, you're great. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Did nothing wrong in that. No question. <laughs> you hit every beat. Perfect. <laughs> I was in a celebrity golf tournament once, Paul. This is back in 19, uh, 2014, let's okay. call it. Is that no 2004? All right, at the uh, the Riviera, the LA Open, and I was a I was a celebrity, and imagine the faces on the group that I walked up to, <laughs> and uh, another group was Martin Sheen, and I br- only bring this up because to this day I don't understand what ha- the hell happened. <laughs> I hit my ball into his fairway because I wasn't good, yeah, and I said. Is that is that mine or yours? And his response was, "It is now." <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my caddy and I looked at the other guys. I said, "Does anybody know what that means?" What? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is now. So when you see him next, will you ask him what the hell he was talking? about? I will, and they'll go. I remember you from not being in Selma. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it was one of those things where, like, obviously, I'm still talking about it. What, 16, 18 years later. Uh, but this is why this is what frightens me that if I say something stupid to somebody, you know, in a parking lot, they're going to go, you know, who I met and who's a bit of an asshole, Paul Rice. <laughs> and so it's a, that's why I don't go out. I Good just you want to walk you, so many minefields that you can step on. Yeah. I can remember most things that I am aware not not most, but the ones that I'm aware of where I go, you know, I think I think I frightened that child. <laughs> oh, I think I alienated that woman, and that haunts you. Oh, yeah, I don't like... Uh, like, I silly. think Martin Sheen's mad at me. Like, to this day... <laughs> it's not I'll like he was him. just making a joke that, that didn't make any it sense. It made no sense. Of course, that's what it was. Yeah. He was making a joke, but He's it made a joke. no it's, sense. It's, it's, yes, well, you know what? But see, that frightens me, too. I know I've made jokes. Okay, I went over to an actress. Uh, I was on the Letterman show, and there was an actress that I had just watched. And, uh, and I... And this is a part of me I don't love this about myself. I felt like, oh, I I know when I like when people come over and say they enjoy my work. I'm going to make a point and tell them. And I went over and I did a Martin Sheen. It wasn't her. It was the raw. She goes, no, that wasn't me. I went, no, but you were in something like that, I'm sure. You know, I, I don't know how to save it. But I went, I made such a point. I waited for her outside our dressing room. And said, I, I don't want to buy it, but I just want to say you were wonderful in that. She goes, I wasn't in that. I went, oh. So here I am. Look at that. I'm making fun of Martin Sheen, and I am Martin Sheen. You, I am me. You, I'm worse. I'm much worse because he's a better person. <laughs> I was once on a pro. We were doing a pilot. Uh, Tom Arnold was hosting a pilot for uh, The Gong Show. We went from Meryl Streep. Now we're in Tom Arnold. Well, uh-huh. uh, go ahead. Uh, this is more importantly, it's a story about me looking like an ass. Uh, or in fairness, it was the woman. The woman is talking to me, and we're bonding over things. Blah 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 blah. And we're talking. For, it's got to be twenty minutes that we're talking. And it wasn't until maybe the last sentence that I realized, oh, she thinks I'm Jimmy Kimmel. And I didn't know how to then ruin her day by saying, I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I, uh, I, I think I did. I have to tell you my Joe Montana story. The, the quarterback? Yeah. So there was a period in the 80s, I guess when he was playing, that we looked roughly somewhat similar. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. And and I would get a, a couple of times when people say, hey, you know, you look like Joe Montana. And then I... I guess this is 10 years ago or so, I was in uh, the movie, I had a very small, very small part in Concussion, the uh, Will Smith, was uh, the NFL brain injury movie. There's a selling point. <laughs> so there's a premiere, and there's a lot of NFL ball players there. And a guy comes over, and he, I'm outside, and I'm, I'm standing next to Will Smith, and all this guy, guy comes over, and he says, hey, I just want to, lo- I mean, I just followed you the whole time. I love your work. I said, and he said, I love your work. He said, we love you. I said, thank you. He said, you know, I'm from the Bay Area, so we really love you up there. I don't think, and I'm going, yeah, I've played up there. I've done well. And it went on for about four exchanges. He really? said, by the way, 
my son adores you. I said, well, that's very sweet. He goes, he plays football because of you. And I'm still thinking, he probably wanted to be an actor. He saw me and went, no, I'll never be that good. I'll, I'll try my luck at football. And it was like four of those. And I went, oh, well, sure. And then minutes later, I went, oh, he, oh, okay. But luckily, you know, I didn't say anything terrible that Joe Montana is going to get sued later. Right. <laughs> But the good news is, if you had, it would have been him and not yes, you. Yes, exactly. So you're safe. Yeah, it seems like it would be better to just go with it. Like, did you did you tell that woman? I don't think I did. Do you look I, like Jimmy Kimmel? No, no, I don't look like him. But the word Jimmy threw her. It was just that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was. Um, uh, I, I can't even remember who it was, but she was she was successful. So I guess she assumed somebody at her level would also be on the panel with her, mm-hmm. as opposed to working comedian. Um. <laughs> That was where I, 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 Tom Arnold turned at one point to the panel and said, uh, so let's go to these, I guess, celebrities. Oh, Jesus. And I said, well, we haven't had a chance to fuck Roseanne yet. <laughs> and he said, well, here's her number. Wow. Nice, <laughs> nicely done. I had, to, I had to save us. We haven't had a chance. As if that's still on the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I like her more now than I did then. I like her craziness yes. and that, uh, yes. that she believes in conspiracies and stuff. So I think now's my shot. I think I got an opportunity. <laughs> you waited her out. Didn't I you? waited her out. There wasn't a chance when she had her own show, but now that uh, you know she believes that people don't have birth certificates, somebody get a good chance. Is that what she said? That's the thing. That- I think she's on. I think all that is on the table with uh, with uh, I'll call her Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Reiser is here. He's got the date this uh, weekend. I don't know. Why I keep resetting. Resetting because people. If they, who's listening at this point? We uh, luckily podcasts are hotter than ever, sir. Is that right? Yeah, your so first is, time here. I understood that question. Who's listening? Because uh, we weren't sure, but now we're on top. We're on the word. Uh, now it's just hostile. Now you're just being nasty. <laughs> now you're just uh, no. But you know, Joe Rogan's opened up the door to all of us. That success, <laughs> and we're very, very grateful. Uh, I, you know, I, yeah, I had not. I did. I was unfamiliar with him till way late. I didn't know his name. People go, you know, he just signed a thing for two hundred million. I said, who? What? I, I, did, I was not familiar as a comic or as a bro. I didn't, I, like, I just missed a lot of... You didn't watch news radio even? No. Oh, he's, news radio. In fairness, he's very good on news, news radio. News radio. That's him? I did. I never put those two together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was he in Selma? He's great. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> uh, we mock the thing we are to be, as uh, Mel Brooks would it, say. It was very good. By the way, Mel Brooks, I told it last week, Mel, Mel Brooks made my son and I laugh so hard just recently. It was, But it was a commercial for uh, uh, Young Frankenstein, uh-huh. and it was the audio of, uh, of the commercial. And we were in the car hearing it, and he ends by going, uh, and it's in black and white. No offense. <laughs> and my son and I just went bananas laughing at that. Um, God, it was so funny. Uh, see, it's a sharp son. Yeah, he loves it. I ha- <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when you when your kids are funny, it's it's it's. Are your kids? But you say your kids they are, are funny? really funny, and 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 it makes me so proud. Uh, my, <laughs> I just left the house. Nobody's going to hear this. So my twenty one year old, who I don't I don't care for, he. <laughs> He's so funny, man. He had, he somehow, because he's really good hearted and he somehow agreed to drive his grandmother, who's in town, to my wife's mother, to a doctor appointment. And it's like the third time he's done something. Like he, and he wants to be a good grandson, but it's just not fun. And he's taken to a doctor. And he said, Dad, do you have any of those? Um, 
do we have any more uh, COVID tests, uh, home tests? I went, why? He goes, I, I, wanna, I just want to take one. I said, you don't feel well? He goes, no, I just hope I have COVID. <laughs> then I, I go, are you rather have COVID than drive your grandmother? He goes, yeah, because I think then she would understand. I go, but then she's going to call you every half hour and say, how you feeling? I, he goes, no, I'll be too sick to talk. I went, oh, my God, you're actually doing He's taking the freaking test <laughs> to get out of driving. The woman must be... Uh, 80s in upper 80s right upper 80s as is outside your studio by the way in the upper 80s yeah i was yes very Um, warm so i'll can i i'll tell you this story yeah good uh and this is one of the stories i told on stage by accident the other day in phoenix and i had never i had not remembered it i don't know why it came up oh talking about my son being funny and when he was your son's age maybe a little younger even i would drive yeah younger and i would drive him to school and we were getting into I was trying to force feed him into comedy. Mm-hmm. So we'd listen to Mel Brooks records and we'd listen to Carlin. And at the time, we'd listen to Cosby records. And by the way, when I tell this on stage, the audience is already like, ooh, oh. like I go, no, listen, this is years ago. Stay with me. I'm on your side. We're all on the same side. I'm not shitting on him and I'm not defending. I'm just telling you the story, right? So, but the story was, uh, did I ever tell you this? How the hell do I know? What has oh. happened to Jimmy? He's a testy <laughs> motherfucker. It's, it's the heat. Uh, Everyone's so, anxious. So anyway, so, Cos- so uh, he was into Cosby, right? And Cosby came to town. This is 10, 12 years ago. We go to not far from here and uh, Northridge, I think. And we go Thousand back. Thousand Oaks, st- maybe? Huh? Thousand, Thousand Oaks. Oaks. Yeah, there you go. So we go to see him at uh, backstage. Anyway, and I, we'd met, and he was always very nice to me. And we say hello. And we just a couple of people. Martin Sheen was actually there. Coincidentally, so that's twice for Martin Sheen on this <laughs> podcast. We're chatting, we're chatting, we're, chatting, we're talking, and and he's kind of enthralled. He's meeting Bill Cosby. I think he's enthralled, and we leave. You know, but he's before the show. He said, "I got to get ready." He stands up, gives me a nice hug, and he goes to hug my son. This is twelve years ago, and my son looks at me and like not sure. And Cosby looks at me. I said, "Well, I said, Mister Cosby, you know what he's." He's, he's not really a hugger. And Cosby, God bless him, goes, well, he will be. And he gave him a nice you know, fatherly oh. embrace. Right? That's the story. It was a sweet story up till yeah. the shit hit the fan. So we walk out. My son was actually go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I met. I hugged Bill Cosby. Hugged me. Bill Cosby hugged me. Years later, I hear him telling his friends this story. He goes, I'm that. And Bill Cosby hugged me. His friend says, what happened then? He says, I don't know. I blacked out. (laughs) 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 And he just said it. There was no setup. And I went, Jesus, that's horrible but funny. Beautiful. (laughs) That's a great joke. That's a good piece of business. (laughs) And you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if you see this with your kids. Like their radar for what's socially acceptable is so much sharper mm. and almost to a fault. Like, that's all Cosby will ever be to him. I mean, I remember Michael Jackson was on the radio, and he's my son was eight, and he goes, oh, a pedophile. I went, well, there was a lot more before that. You might listen to, you know, it's a good song. No, pedophile. It's like that he just knew, you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Which I guess you want him to learn, here's what's wrong, here's what's right. You learned it, but... It's the same same fervor which they would say, Dad, put on a seatbelt. I'm only going five. But, Dad, you have to put a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. I was told. I went, okay. Yeah. They learned that. So I guess we're, we've are we helped them maybe? I think. <laughs> Do you want them? Like, I don't know if – my son is very funny, and I, and, and I think he's going to end up being in the business. He's going to be a comedian. Um, 
And I don't know if I want him to be. I think I, because I, we know how awful it could be in the beginning and just how It's all awful. It everything's awful. <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? No, I mean, everything's awful in the beginning. I remember when I, before I made the, the uh, you know, the leap and I sort of left, I was working in my dad's business for a year or so and he had a, uh, a wholesaling business back east and I thought I was going to do that or he wanted me to do that. And before I made the leap, it, one of the things that made me see it clearly was whatever you do, you're going to have shit days, right? If you're a plumber, if you're a doctor, if right. you're a president, whatever it is. So what would you like to be endeavoring in which would give you the sustenance to sustain a shit day? Well, I'll take a comedian shit day. Yeah, that's a, good, that's right? a great way to do it. I mean, because yeah. that's why I say everything, everything is hard. It's like, well, not having a job is hard. Having a job is hard. You know, not having a car is hard. Being stuck in traffic in your car is hard. So there's, there's, there are pitfalls all over the place. But, they'll, they, you know, I've come to see that they'll, they're going to find their way just like we did. I mean, believe me, our parents didn't say, boy, I hope they end up being comedians. Yeah, that well. would be my dream. Right? Uh, I know my dad wasn't a fan of it while I was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it, took him, it took him many years to then come around to supporting. Yeah, it's because it makes no fucking sense. Right. I remember, and my dad was very practical. Not only practical, but he had this very successful business that he wanted to turn over to me and, it, you know, supported our family. It was, it was a very, he, that he built from nothing and, and in his world, he didn't, you know, he spent years. I don't think his business made a profit for 15 years or something. And like, you know, it would all go back into the business. And the only way that he understood what I wanted to do was when I put it in those terms. I went, like, remember how you didn't make money right away? Like, well, I'm going to do that. So I'm not pie in the sky. I'm not thinking I'm going to be a star tomorrow. And, and like, I'm going to build it. So when he saw that I was at least level-headed about it, and he also realized, well, what am I going to do? All right, God bless. Go ahead. You know. And... Uh, and then surprisingly, and I said, look, in five years, and it wasn't like I'm going to quit, but I said, I don't expect to be, you know, formed for five years. And it really was like in within two years, I had Diner and was on Tonight Show and then worked with Jimmy Pardo. So like that's three for three. <laughs> checked, <laughs> checked every box. And your dad's thrilled. He, he said, thrilled. Jimmy Pardo? I, yes, dad. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> Well, let him know that you're here, too. Oh, he's he's, he's no with longer us? with us. I'm sorry to hear that. But he would have. Well, it wasn't sudden. It was 20 years ago. But you know what? Um, but yes, yeah, so, but he did get to see me have some success. So that was good. But yes, to 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 his mind and to a mind of the, certainly of that generation, it was like, you're going to do what? Right. You're going to go yeah. to these clubs, which had no. I remember he said, he said. When I was really, I was basically laying it, and I said, listen, I just, I'm doing this and this, you know, and, and I know that you think it's crazy and so on. And he just had this pained expression. He said, I don't know, if I just, if I had any reason to know that you were going to be successful at it. And I sort of facetiously said, well, I, if I got you a note from David Brenner, would that make you happy? He went, yeah, kind of would. <laughs> and, and, and I went, I don't think they'd do that. <laughs> so years later, my dad was already gone, and I, I got to meet Brenner. They told him that story. He said, well... Tell him you're doing okay. I said, well, thank you. It's too late, <laughs> asshole. No, I didn't tell him. Renner fucked up. Yeah. But, but it, in like, and I realized that as a parent now, I was like, just, is there some assurance? or Just from, <laughs> quell my own anxiety. Yeah. You're going to be okay, right? I go, yeah, I'm going to be fine. And what do they do? They're in their 20s. What are they, what are they doing? Are they... This is what I came here to tell you. And you don't, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, you don't you know, have to talk about your kids. You know, they're, they're, what are they doing? They're finding themselves. Gotcha. As, as who is it? Pat Cooper, <laughs> tell them, look, why don't you look for themselves? Look around the job. See? That's not, that wasn't the right. Look somewhere near a yeah, job yeah, yeah. Is, is the wording. Um, uh, you know what time it is, right? 
would it be time for a break? No, it's time for my son's trivia. Oh, boy. Your son sounds like the Bee Gees. That's crazy. <laughs> Look, you had this printed up. You're really going with this. A fan sent those to us. Really? Because so, we were just writing on, you know, scraps of paper. So I bet 1 to 25, wager what you want. Wait, you, these are dollars? Are these rubles? It's the, points. Uh, just points. Uh, okay. You have a chance to win $5. Yeah. So if no one gets it right. It's $4 right here. Yeah, it's dollar for the there meter. Yeah. So I break even on this fucking uh, gig. How dare you? <laughs> gig, gig's a very strong word. It's a very strong word. <laughs> for me, it is. I got you in Cleveland. That's the whole tour list. Uh, where are my glasses? Where in God's name do I put my glasses? Found it, Paul. Thank God. Um, you can't uh, find them without your glasses. That's, uh, the, here's your question. Uh, your topic, rather, is games and toys. Oh boy! Games and toys. So if I if don't feel confident, I should wager less. That's but correct. It's, but it's phantom. It means nothing. So I'm gonna okay. But again, you win that five dollars, which uh, if I get it right, games and toys. But if no one gets it right, then the lowest bid wins. So think about that. Who else is playing? You guys? Oh, yeah, we're all playing. Yeah, we're all playing. Everybody's playing. If no one gets it, the lowest. All right, whatever happens. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go right here. I'm, I'm gonna go with that as my. I like it. I like. I like my bet. I like my bet. I, 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 although my son knows a lot about games and toys, so I don't. Yeah, that's uh, and, and I wait a second. Do, do, do you call him for the answer now, or do you have the answer? Well, I, I'm going to read you the question. Oh, I see. And you have okay. And then uh, no, so he, there's the he's, very he's in school. Uh, God bless him. He should can't, be. Uh, can't call him up. We have, we have uh, to trust Jimmy that he didn't peek at the answer because he has it in his phone, but he hasn't looked. At I it would up. never do that. I, I trust would, him. Would not ruin the integrity of the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. That would be sacrilege. I yeah. would. Uh, I mean, by the way, uh, very quickly, uh, at the uh, aforementioned Philadelphia story, I, I only say this because I want these, uh, to, uh, a couple of gentlemen came up and uh, they listened to this program and they love it. Oh, nice. So I thank them on the air for uh, uh, saying hello to me in public. It makes me, it makes me, it makes you feel good. That's very nice. Right? I have a, I have a friend who uh, swears by your show. And, and every time I see him, he goes, and I heard you on, uh, first of all, I, was like, I, I heard you on Never Not Funny. I go, what is that? This is Jimmy Pardo. I go, oh, why don't you say that? I, I never know the name of Do you know, I would never say that tonight, Joe. I'd say, I'm doing Johnny Carson. Leno was hosting for eight or nine years, and I was still going, I'm doing a tonight. Doing I'm doing Carson. <laughs> with Jay? Well, yeah, it's, it's Johnny's show with Jay. But Johnny's no longer with us. Um, go ahead. I'm glad you have a friend that listens to this program. That's one. That's nice. That you've got the one, Fred? <laughs> I think I know that guy, right? I think yeah, he, uh, tall guy. I'm dangerous looking, I'm hangs f- out in the parking lot. I'm 5'4". They're all, everybody's taller than me. And in fairness, 5'3 and a half. All right. No, 5'3 and no, three quarters. No, wait. It's going down, by the way, as we get older. It is uh, that, yeah. when they measure, because here's what happened, Paul. They measure me. I, I, I've been saying 5'4". I want to say for comedy. I don't even understand what the joke is. <laughs> but I really, in my head, uh, well, I'm 5'5", five, five, but I say 5'4 for humor. And again, I don't understand why. <laughs> so they measured me. And uh, I thought it was five four and a half. Yeah. And I'm and I you measure me it was five four. Mm-hmm. I went to the doctor and I said I got to get an official reading on this because uh, I don't I think I'm taller than that and it was lower five three and three quarters and it depressed the shit out of me. I I was I'm getting smaller. I would I thought I for years was five ten and then it went five nine. Is that right? In a couple of years you can put me in your pocket, take me around shopping. More than happy <laughs> yes. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to help. But then happy to do it. What's the question for Christ's sake? I'm going to get to it. Here we go. Oh, my God. Here's your question. I can't remember a time we weren't playing this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Toys and games. Who had a bit part in Selma? <laughs> I'm as surprised as you Wait guys. a minute. What? I might be. Go ahead. Uh, since 1932, every year in West Sussex, Sussex, 
Jesus, come on. He knows I can't do S's and X's that close to each other. <laughs> in, West, in West Sussex? In, since 1932, every year in West Sussex, England, a tournament is played featuring what school yard game? What school yard game? Uh, there is a tournament in West Sussex, England, since 1932. I'm going to wow. write down... Uh, I've got two guesses, and I'm going to go with one of them because that's how this game works. Yeah. Um, yeah. While they're writing that down, Paul, I will tell you that I went to see the wonderful Patty Lapone oh. in Thousand Oaks. Oh boy! With, and it was my wife and I with our friends uh, John and Jamie, John Rosbowie and his wife Jamie Denbo. Love them. And we afterwards we're going to go uh, backstage to say hello to. It was, it was Patty Lapone and Mandy Patinkin. Gee, that's loud. And. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as we were about to go backstage, and we're hoping to get backstage, uh, who cut in front of us? Marty uh, Sheen. Marty Sheen. What a son of a bitch. I mean, what are the odds? That's really funny. Same guy. So I'll tell you a little funny Patty LaPone story. So, by by the way, so the show, they're just like tag team doing duets? or They They would do a couple duets, or they would take turns singing the songs that that we know. It was phenomenal. So I got to know Patty a little bit uh, when we were making Aliens in 84. Five. This is a long time ago now. In London, she was in the original Les Mis. And she would have, I don't know how I got invited or included, but she was having these Sunday, she had this really great apartment on this beautiful, uh, in Hampstead Heath, this beautiful like, park in the middle of London. And she would have Sunday brunches for all the expat, all the Americans who were hanging out. So people in her play, people, uh, we were filming and, 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 uh, Little Shop of Horrors was, Rick Moranis was there, a lot of, anyway, so we became friendly. Then she invited my wife and I to go see her in Les Mis, and she does that killer number, I, I Dreamed a Dream, dream. Yeah. and which was a little too early in the show to be that crying that hard. <laughs> right? It was like 20 minutes, and, and we didn't know that it was such a, you know, cliche, it's not cliche, it's become a legendary, but anyway, at the time, we go, oh my oh God, this is the saddest song I've ever, and my wife and I are weeping, we go backstage to say hello, and this was a turning point in, in for me and my wife. We talk about this to this day. We said, "Oh my God, we we we, we that was so moving." We, she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I saw you crying." I went, "You can see us? <laughs> what? Like I thought you were so in your character." She goes, "No, I see everybody." I went, "Oh, I guess that's seeing behind the curtains of Oz. Like yeah. I was in that magic. She's singing, and her son is going off to war, and oh yeah." She goes, "Yeah, no, it's a matinee." I said. <laughs> Cut to now. Uh, years later, we go see her. She's playing here, and I love her. We saw, I've seen her a bunch. She was playing uh, at the Geffen, tiny little 200, 300-seat mm-hmm. theater, just herself. And she did, uh, maybe she did, no, she did Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Mm-hmm. And it was like the big crowd pleaser. And, blah, blah, blah. and they, they, bravo, bravo, bravo. She does it again. I've never seen that. Does the same song twice with the exact same crying and the exact, I went, Oh, that's how good you are, and that's how um, not necessarily spontaneous great art can be. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, Springsteen doesn't just do that by accident. You have to work at it. But it was just, I'd never seen that. Why like, did she do it twice in a row? Because she just wanted to satisfy the 100 people that were going, oh, oh, again, you want to hear it again? Wow. And it was like, it was this very campy moment. She did it again, but it's like, oh. You know, it's. I mean, comics live by the opposite of that. Like, we're going to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. If something happens, we're going to make fun of it. But you, you don't. That's not necessarily the smartest way to be. I remember going to a taping. I don't know why we got invited, but Celine Dion was doing a a a live show from 
like the Pantages, some big theater here. And they were filming it. It wasn't live. It wasn't live, but it was filming it. And she was going to be following some other group, which would be put in later. And so they say, okay, you ready? We got it? Uh, three, two, one. She goes, well, that was great. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was like really believable. And they were, ah, sorry, uh, 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 we, we didn't get that. Let's do it again. All right, you got it? Three, two. <laughs> that was great. I went, you can do the same thing twice <laughs> and you don't feel silly? Oh, my God. I would feel so silly. I know. Yes. But she didn't. And I went, it looked silly in the moment, but you watch the show. I go, well, yes, she's great. And that's yes, professional. Yeah. That's what professional is. But you could do that, certainly. But not without winking at the audience right before. Going, right. I'm going to do it again. I, I know. You have to comment on it, right? Yes. yes. You yes. know and I know that this is silly. Here I go. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you, and the audience would go, I think he's putting a little spin on it. I think he's not sincere. Yeah. Whereas Celine, you go, she is sincere. Very sincere. She is. I don't think there's an insincere bone in her body. Hmm. Great Canadian crooner. Do you know? Crooner? Do you know this story? <laughs> Billy Crystal, and I've heard, Billy Crystal told a story about opening for Sammy Davis. No. Sammy Davis. There's nobody more professional show business legend. And, and to be clear, we're talking about Junior, not the old man, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Uncle. His Uncle Will. No, Sammy Davis. So. Billy Crystal told this story. He sort of early in his career, he was opening for Sammy Davis for like two week run at Tahoe, and Sammy would come out afterwards and go and just say, "How about a hand for that young Billy Crystal? Wasn't he wonderful?" Let me tell you something about this young man. When I was in the hospital, this is this is three months ago, and this young man, God bless him, he would come and he would sit with me, and Billy's going, I never met the guy in my life. <laughs> and he would sell it. And the neck and Billy said to the guy, he goes, Could you start taping this? I can't believe it. And every night he would do a different bullshit story that he wasn't doing his bullshit. In his mind, it would be like Trump going, it was a perfectly good call. You know, it was like, I, yes, of course, Billy, if I knew him, he would have come. But he would just make something up. And the audience, and I, I remember seeing Sammy Davis and totally buying everything he said going, oh my God, this is, you mean tonight is the best show you've ever put on? I can't believe we're here. Yeah. And then we go, oh, show business, right. But when people are good at it, you go, thank you for take, thank you for pulling the wool over my eyes. Right. You're, mm -hmm. That's what we paid for. Um, you, of course, the, the famous story about Red Fox walking out. Do, uh, do you know you know the story? And I only ask this because I, I don't I, know. I wonder if maybe you know the comedian who it was. Uh, some comedian was uh, was opening for Red Fox uh, in Vegas, and Red Fox came out, and they go. Uh, and it was a late show, and there was only like thirty people in the audience, and so uh, they go, "Please welcome Red Fox." And he walks out, and he goes, "I ain't doing no show for no fucking thirty people." Ladies and gentlemen, Red Fox. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And he walks off. And they, they play the outro music and everything. You don't know. You don't know. I, I was hoping you'd know who the guy. I don't know, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Red Fox. I ain't doing no show. Uh, he used some other language, by the way, that I did oh, not include. I'm sure, because you're a classy uh, act. Absolutely. I'm dying to know if I won. Here's anything. how we're going to find out. We're going to take a break. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to go around and get everybody's answers. And then uh, we'll uh, award some money. And we'll do all that when we come back right wait, after this. Man. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Paul Reiser's on Twitter, at Paul Reiser, just where you want him to be. He's also in Cleveland, Ohio, this weekend, March 4th and 5th at Hilarities. Go to paulreiser.com for a link to tickets to that. You should check him out. Uh, he's going to be touring in the fall, but right now, this is the only way to see him, and uh, he's one of the best in the business, so check him out. Speaking of best in the business, Jimmy Pardo, not just a great comedian, great host, and he is now the new host of Pop Cultured, 
the uh, pop culture game show with comedians competing. That's March 9th uh, at Flappers in Burbank, California. Go to flapperscomedy.com if you want tickets. Or if you want to watch it from somewhere other than Burbank, you can watch it online at flapperscomedy.com. Just go there to get your virtual pass to the Zoom room. But yeah, uh, you know the show. You've heard about him talk about it. It's uh, fantastic. But this is a whole new era of pop culture. He's not only the judge, now he's also hosting it. And uh, I'm going because I live in Burbank. It'll be easy for me to get there. But you should go there too because it's a, it's a real joy to watch Jimmy host comedy shows and game shows and all that good stuff. So please check it out. March 9th in Burbank. Flapperscomedy.com. Enjoy. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Um, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak <laughs> of Factor. I'm going from- I uh, appreciate it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They've got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus- uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get you know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah. Treat yourself. You you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah. I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the uh, what is it the. Uh, spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called mm-hmm. that was a spicy lime chicken whatever that whatever that one is yeah. was delicious i love the shredded taco chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do uh again i have not i've not had a bad factor yeah and i've said this before like a lot of these things because i get a lot of the like uh you know low carb ones and i find that that's great with uh if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla and you you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation or some uh sweet potato chips and you kind of use like the queso the chili queso whatever mm. uh that's just i i like doing my own thing with it you can sort of uh use their what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. the factor is there for a base you heard it from matt belknap now, head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. We uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O-5-0 and use code Pardo50 to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. I'm going to pronounce this properly. Earn in. Earn in. E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Ernin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want to be clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let, let, let's all right, let's go with your premise. Mm-hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. That's together. Mm-hmm. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. Ear in. Yeah, see? You're mis- <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. 
Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. 3003 is the name of the, uh, no, it's a number of the episode. We <laughs> welcome everybody. And Paul Reiser is here. Paul's got the hot dates this uh, weekend in Cleveland. Fourth and fifth will be at Hilarities. Uh, but right now he's here. But now we got to go around the horn. Look at it. Look at it. Sitting cross-legged on the floor. Wow. You have spent money. <laughs> Full disclosure, I didn't have this little button thing until today. That's not true. Uh, he used to do all the sounds, yep. all the all the drops. and uh, But we, you had to have it queued up to that. Uh, well, that, I, I have them here, yes. Oh, okay. Now I have them here. Uh, oh. But this is day one for me to have this brand new toy. Uh, wow. We haven't heard that song probably in seven years. <laughs> But I now have it at the ready, so yeah. it was exciting for me to hit the button. I'm so happy. Oh. I'm happy for you. Oh, it's a big day. It's a big day, Paul. <laughs> Glad I was here for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, whisper it to your uh, mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off here. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was about to say, I hope our friends don't hear that. Go, they can't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> They're certainly not listening. That's no, not, not listening. That's not they did, demo. they couldn't hear it. Yeah. People in the upper 80s are not our demo. Uh, let's check in with Garen Cockerell. He's over at the Pop Culture Beats Info Desk, sponsored by DogPile.com. Uh, Garen, uh, let's get uh, everything going all right in your world. Everything's you see any movies, well. Garen, over the weekend? Uh, I don't Garen goes to movies. He loves the movies. Yeah, he enjoys <laughs> a nice movie. What'd you see? I'm trying. Oh, I did watch the new Resident Evil movie recently, which is terrible. Oh, I know one's shock, probably. But I'm planning to go see Uncharted. I'm just waiting for my friends to confirm. Uncharted is a very fun movie. Is it a good movie? No, it's not. But it is a very, very fun movie. Uncharted. I've been watching a lot of Taskmaster, though. Which is wonderful. And I, found, I was editing an episode of the How to Survive, and I said to myself, okay, this is at four minutes ten. And I'm like, that is not the way I should be saying that. No, you're not British. No, too much Taskmaster, I think. Do you watch it, Paul, the Taskmaster? Every every film that you just mentioned, I, I'm not familiar with and will not see. <laughs> uh, Taskmaster is a British game show Yeah, uh, that uh, we discovered, my son discovered over the pandemic, and we became obsessed with it. Um, it's just funny people being funny and uh, doing tasks, but being just in the moment. Really? It, just, it, is, it is wonderful. What, where does one watch this? YouTube. All right. Uh, because you know I have time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it is, a guy named Greg Davies hosts it. Another guy named, uh, is it Alex? I can't think of his Alex name. Alex Horn? Alex Horn. The, the Alex Horn! Uh, he, uh, he created it, and he's the co-host. And uh, I will watch that. It's really great. Okay. It is, it is perhaps the best comedy panel type show where the points don't matter. Like the conceit right. works the best. Yeah. It's good okay. stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Just finished series four. They also call they call it series and not season over there. And, uh, yeah, it's all. I, but I, I we beat them in a war. I know, <laughs> but you know what? More than one. <laughs> but I, I have to say, I, I love that we have now come around to the British uh, model of eight shows a season. Yeah, you like mm-hmm. it? Oh my gosh! Back in your uh, uh, 20, my two dads days, you were doing. What's going to matter about you? Whatever. It was twenty four. You do twenty four. <laughs> so you're at twelve. You're going. I'm exhausted, and we're not even halfway done. Right. 
uh, but now eight, you go, all right, what's next? We're done. Oh, <laughs> it's it's like a piece of cake. You love it. Love it. Why do you deny you're my two dad's years? Why do you <laughs> I don't deny it. I just don't care to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But they exist. I'm doing a new show. and uh, Reboot it. Uh, Reboot, 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 which is a really funny premise. Steve Levitan, who created, uh, co-created Modern Family, and it's a show about the phenomenon of rebooting, and it's a basically a show from 2000 and nothing is now being forced to reboot because, and they want to update it and politicalize it and socialize it and you know woke it, um, and none of the people like each other, and it's there, and I'm play the original guy who wants to go just keep it jokes 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 and i go no we want to make it about something and it was really funny but anyway so the wardrobe the wardrobe woman i got that to me by the way that's when i know i'm in show business i don't if if i get a part in something it's not real till i get a call from the wardrobe department needing my pant size <laughs> and i go now but they wouldn't ask unless i have the part right <laughs> so i get a call and a woman it turns out i haven't seen in 30 something years and she was wardrobe on on um uh, my two dads and she said she said okay give me your pants size and just and don't be cute tell me your actual size i said well let me put it this way do you have any pants left over for my two dads because they will not work <laughs> they will not work <laughs> I, I have i went for my checkup with my doctor how did actually funny he said let me ask you this what do you weigh now and i tell him he said what and what'd you weigh in college i said uh, 40 pounds less he said do you think it's all muscle? <laughs> I said, all right, you make a good point. I don't think it's all muscle. Yeah. No, some of it is cake. I'm not going to lie to you. Some of it is cake. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just utter indifference. Yeah. All right, I, I, I am, I'm dying to play this game because, right, well, you know, I was in Sussex in 1932, and I remember when this started. Oh, so you, you may have played yeah, I, I was in the schoolyard. Uh, all right, Gary, do you have a guess? What do you, what's your guess? My guess you is- have to repeat the question? Don't, people at home don't know. Come on. Do you ever had a show before? Yes, I do. But uh, you, you're jumping with your stories. I'm trying to be polite. Elliot made him repeat off the air, and that yeah. threw everything off. You're right. You know, you've, you've, you've run out of repeats. Right, hang on. <laughs> trying, uh, trying very hard not to, not to tire the listeners. Since 1932, every year in West Sussex, England, a tournament is played featuring what schoolyard game? Garen, what is your guess? Red Rover. Red Rover. Let uh, let Garen come over. Oh, that's a good answer. I like that's that a school answer. year game. You played that as a kid back in your sure, day, right? You sure, had your sure. stick ball and your Red Rover back before they had the internet and electronics. Yes. Uh, well, good luck to you, Garen. Thank you. Sir. I'd like that God guess. Speed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> was, that, was that ever fun? I don't know. Yeah. It depends where you're coming over to. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. And Red Rover is also, it was vaguely a communist reference. And a rover, somebody who's rovering the area, the red communist. So it was, it was a political thing. No, I don't know if that's real or not. It's not. <laughs> you Sammy Davis that story. <laughs> completely best, the best audience I've ever had, Jimmy. I've never had enjoyed anybody or a podcast as much as I have in this. And I'm not just saying that. Love you, man. <laughs> check us. Uh, let's check in with uh, Elliot Hochberg. He's behind the Video Village over there. Yes, sir. Uh, in Palms, California. Uh, what uh, anything happening in Palms that we uh, could quickly hear about before we uh, get your answer? Anything happening in Palms? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think if there if there's anything interesting. I mean, units are renting. 
And uh, uh, more at more. This value. just in: <laughs> Elliot is the manager of an apartment complex in Palm Beach, California. Oh, I and we always do like to know if, the, if their units are being rented. I, I'm, I makes much we more know sense. Vacancies. Yeah. We yeah. want to know rent le- levels, <laughs> control. You know whether the prices are. Are, are rents rent. coming down though? I heard that uh, rents they are not coming down. No, they they they, they were down in 2020, as can be understandable. I would imagine. Right. Uh, no, I would say they're they're they have gone past where they were in 2019. What about all the uh, the empty units? Because people are moving to Texas. Everybody's moving to Texas. I don't know. That's not happening here. We had other some people move. Well, while some people are moving to Texas, others are moving to California. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, like a, a timeshare swap. <laughs> yeah, they uh, all just yeah, switch places. Uh, there was an earthquake the other day. Did you feel the earthquake? No. I did. Uh, you, yeah. you felt it. I did. And. I I I I just love the the indifference and casualness of just go. Oh, okay, you were here for the big one in '95. Uh, I was here. Yes, I and was. I was the cause of that. Oh. I got off the couch very ungracefully and fell. I did not realize you were the uh, yes. I live. I live right on the fault line. Um, was it a scary? Everybody claims it was the scariest moment of their life. Were you? Uh, is that how? No, I remember. You? No, I remember the room shaking. It was in the middle of the night, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It was like two, three in the morning. And by the time I figured out what was happening, it's over. And there's nothing to do after that. Like, well, the roof didn't fall. So you just go, all right, and go back to sleep. But you can't go back to sleep. It's an earthquake. How is that my business? You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you read. Uh, Ellie, what's your guess, sir? I know you, off the air, you were, the schoolyard threw you for a it, loop. It, it, it. It did make a difference to my choice, believe oh it or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you wanted to know if it was schoolyard, one word, or schoolyard. Correct. And what would that mean to you? So so um, a yard has grass. Sure. A schoolyard usually has both grass and, like, concrete or asphalt. Asphalt, yeah. So if so, it's a yard, my answer makes no sense. Okay. If it's a schoolyard, hopscotch is my guess. Mm-hmm. And if it was a schoolyard, mowing would make no sense. (laughs) So we understand. Yeah. Uh, So what is your guess? Hopscotch. Hopscotch. A hopscotch tournament. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think you're right. I don't know if I don't know. I did not say hopscotch, but I think it's going to be hopscotch. I like that guess. We'll find find out soon. You know, when you say Nazi, it sounds like Nazi a little bit. (laughs) I did not see coming. Like he said, Nazi. Well, listen, (laughs) we all have hobbies. Uh (laughs) Dog whistles. Can't be uh, working all the time. uh, Matt, what is your guess, sir? I was I was uh, caught between two ideas, uh, one of which was jacks, but I ended up going with hopscotch. Oh, you also went with hopscotch. Wow. Yeah. Let hopscotches. me ask you this: When your son yeah. comes up with these questions, are these off the top of his head, or does he go online and he look? does a little research? Okay, does he comes up with his own That's questions? Better. If he if he had just knew these things, off the, that would frighten me. It would frighten <laughs> me as well. Uh, uh, no, he's a, you know if it's a quote from a movie, he'll know that. But uh, uh, off the top of his head, what uh, Paul? What was your guess? Well, I was trying to think, 1932, is that significant? Uh, played in the schoolyard. Beat up the new Jewish kid. <laughs> uh, I know that was popular for a spell. <laughs> Beat up the Jew. My dad told me about that, yeah. uh, that game. Uh, they was did, they did well. clamp down on that, and that was outlawed years later. Mm-hmm. But for a while, it had a run, very popular. <laughs> I just went with the first thing that says schoolyard, Johnny on the Pony. Do you remember Johnny on the Pony? I don't. No. I've never even heard of it. Really? It might be a New York thing. What is Johnny on the Pony? Unless I hope that's what it's called. You sort of line up, and you—I can't remember. It's just I mean, you sort of line up each other, and then somebody has to jump. Oh, I can't remember. But you, you're, <laughs> you, you basically. 
wait a minute, they were that was not a game. Yeah, that's wait a second, I think they snookered me. Yeah. I was bent over the fence for no reason. Oh, it was some it's sort called of, uh, Johnny and the Pony. Yeah, you're the pony. And you know what? I never really got to meet Johnny. No, but it, somebody look it up. It, it, it was it, it was. And you think that's going to be, they still have tournaments for this. Oh, it's England. I remember the televised hopscotch tournaments. Those were very popular in the day. Before they even had television, they had that. Um, no, but I just remember playing that out on the city outside my high school. It was just sort of like In high school, you played Johnny well, no, it was because we didn't have a school. It was on the street. It was on the New York street. And you just, one guy was holding the fence and you sort of like, you I don't like human centipede over the fence? Something like that. No, but you jump on and you have to jump over, leapfrog over to the furthest end of the gun. I never played it. I would watch the other assholes do it. <laughs> so but, but let me look at it. Somebody look on. it up. Yeah, is it a game? It I got it. I got it. What is it? There's Johnny, in a, Johnny on a pony or Johnny on the pony is also known as Buck Buck. It's a children's game with several variants. One version of the game is played when one player climbs another's back. And the climber guesses the number of certain <laughs> objects out of sight. No, that, there was no that, that was It was something that was like. It looked like a like a like a rugby scrimmage kind of thing. It was yeah. like, oh, right. Another version of the game is played when one group of players climbing on the backs of a second group in order to build as large a pile as possible or to cause supporting players to collapse. Was there sodomy involved? Does it mention <laughs> that? Uh, there may have been. Wait a second. This just ended. It was this, called Buck Buck. As <laughs> early as the 16th century, children in Europe and Near East played Buck Buck, which had been called Bucka Bucka, whatever language this is. Uh, so this is a game from. The 16th century. Right, wow. but it didn't get popular until 1930. Yeah, 32 yeah. is where it really yeah. kicked yeah. in. Oh, yeah. We got to make a tournament out of but this. But so that, so what, so tell, so what is it to, to get the biggest pile? Yeah, you get the biggest pile as possible or to cause the players below you to collapse. It seems like they would be those are con contrary I, things. I, I can't imagine who wins in this. It seems like everybody wins. <laughs> no, Johnny certainly doesn't. No. No, Johnny gets think about squashed. that poor horse. The, the uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine that I didn't win. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I'm very serious. I know you're very successful after you have your own television program mm -hmm. you produced. I will give you. I'm not kidding. I will give you one thousand dollars. You don't need oh it. Yeah. But I will give you one thousand dollars. you. If you're right. That's how certain I am it that it's not going to be Johnny on the Pony, <laughs> <laughs> or the other name of Buck Buck. <laughs> you'll give it to him. You'll give him the thousand if it's Buck Buck. It, if if it is what Garen said, right. either one of those, either, either name will work. Either name okay, will work okay. because that uh, you know. Uh, Just want to make sure because I don't want you wiggling out of this if the answer <laughs> says Buck Buck. I will Venmo one thousand dollars to Paul Reiser <laughs> if he's right. Okay. Yeah, what if it's the Europe? What if it's the Croatian name that he couldn't pronounce? Whatever. If Let's it, see what it is. What did you have there, Spartacus? I <laughs> I went with kickball. I went with just the right. simple kickball. Yeah. Will you will you allow me my my backup guess before I we hear the answer just so that's on the record? My backup was dodgeball, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was yours? My backup is capture the flag. Capture the flag. Mm. All Four right. square. That's a fun one. Four square. Yeah. I have that written down. Look how we all have backups. You know, there's only one guy in the room that should have a backup. <laughs> no. And I was Johnny on the fucking. I pony. was so confident. You couldn't have been. No, I was just so happy to have be done with it. But it's, that was half an hour ago. <laughs> you were excited to play. You were. So I was excited. so happy to play <laughs> Johnny on a pony. Johnny on a pony. Jimmy, <laughs> yeah. There's a section of this Wikipedia page that expressly talks about the United Kingdom. Oh no! Oh no! So you made me in trouble. I don't have a Venmo account. I should tell you that. <laughs> or a thousand dollars. Times are tough. Uh, here we go. Are we ready? Yeah. Here's your answer. Oh, boy. Marbles. Oh. Marbles. It's one of the biggest marble championships in the world. That makes more sense. Wow. Marbles. Uh. Was Johnny and the Pony second? Uh, 
I don't think it's even involved. No. It's not the schoolyard Olympics, unfortunately. Marbles. All right. So wow. now, what was, uh, Garen, what was your bet? 20. 20. Woo. Elliot, your bet? 25. 25. Oh Matt gosh. Belknap. I went 16. 16. Paul Reiser. I went with 12. 12, yeah. and I went with 11. Oh, you beat him. Yeah, goddamn right I did. Thank God. Not only you. So I have to give you a thousand dollars. Yeah. At Jimmy Pardo, right to me. That's how you Venmo me the money. And uh, but I win five dollars. Yeah. Good for you. Well, there uh, we go. Unceremoniously, I'm you have this. Hand you the yeah. five dollars. Because. Uh, no. Oh, not that. Don't, play, don't play that. Don't look. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> That's all I have. So Joe, he, look at he pulled it right out. Of, what look out of it's his a, own paycheck? It's there. in a can of tea. Of tea oh, I see. Reason, yeah. So. Johnny and a Pony, I realize the reason I like saying it, if you go, the very first time Mel Brooks was ever on Mad About You, there was a bit, he was looking at pictures, and he couldn't, and uh, and he, he his eyesight was not perfect. He goes, oh, look, look, he's looking through the family album, he goes, oh, and that's, uh, that's, oh, look, that's a picture of Paul, that's a Paulie on a Pony. And he goes, no, that's, that's, uh, that's what, your grandparents in France, but, Oh, yeah. See, up close, Paulie and a Pony. Put it away, friends. Paulie and a Pony, friends. And he did it five times. So for years afterwards, my friends would go, hey, Paulie and a Pony. Love it. Which is better than Johnny and a Pony, which did me no good here. No, no. <laughs> when you were in the position to cast Mel Brooks, was that just... They made him audition. You did? No, no, no. Of course not. No. But you just had to be like, uh, holy shit, like growing up, idolizing yes. him, yes. as I'm sure we all did. Yes. To go, let's get Mel Brooks. And then well, it's one of those, you're not going to get him. But he happened to have been on this, his office was on the same lot where we were shooting. And so we got the brainstorm. What if Helen and I go over and personally get down on our knee and beg? Which we did. We went over and he was happy to see us. I think it was the second season maybe. So we were already a bit of a hit. And he was happy to see us. And we got on our knee and he went, and he sort of laughed it off, but not really. Like, that's silly, but it's not, it's, it is helping. <laughs> it's not unreasonable that you would be on your knee. Mm -hmm. And then he said, we told him, he said, well, let me think about it. And then he had some reference to a film that neither of us knew. He goes, let me ask, I'll have to check with Mrs. He meant his wife, but it was some quote from a movie. I'll check with Mrs. Davenport or something, whatever it was. And we said, you don't know that quote? It's from whatever it was. Um, and then he, he got there. Uh, he came and we were, as you would imagine, every writer, we just, oh my God, it's Mel Brooks. And he, he was, uh, if you ever see that first one, I, I'm, there were very few shots of me. I'm in an isolated single because I was laughing and I just could not keep my shit together. And they'd have to cut to Johnny Panko, they'd cut to Helen, whatever it is, just don't be on the idiot laughing. Right. And I was like an idiot, I was turning my back like it was a high school play. They won't see it. <laughs> Asshole, the camera's on you. Oh, I'm turning around. Um, but God, he was so funny. And the greatest moment, I was just telling somebody about this <laughs> the other day. One of the greatest moments, the audience was packed because it was Mel. And people, everybody brought their friends to watch Mel work live. And while we're shooting, Helen comes over, Helen Hunt comes over very quietly. She says, okay, don't make a big deal, but turn around slowly. Look at the front row. And there in the front row is beautiful Anne Bancroft leaning forward on her hands watching with just such adoration yeah. and we went oh my god she just they're just so in love we went over and said hello and she said I had no idea he was this funny <laughs> <laughs>
So, yeah, it was magical. It was That's magical. great. Um, Paulie on a pony, France. <laughs> uh, Paul Rogers is going to be in Cleveland this weekend, the 4th and 5th. And then that's it. And I don't think I have any more dates till the fall. I'm going to do this, this show reboot, and then I'm going to do a movie in the summer, if that all works out. And then I'm going to be all over the place in the fall. I'll come back and I'll tell you so you won't be so feeling so badly that I have one pathetic date on my <laughs> tour list. I have zero. So you're, you've got 100% more than I do. Ah, I'm doing much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you had one, it would be Cleveland, wouldn't it? Um, I have not been to Cleveland since 1990. Yeah, yeah we know why. It's a great club. It's I a, love it. It's a I, great I club. There. I'll, you know what? I'm going to put on a word and see if we'll take you back. <laughs> uh, Paul, thanks for being here. Nice to see you. Always a pleasure. I'm sorry about uh, Johnny and the Pony. I really thought I had something there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Martin Sheen, if I in any way... Did, uh, how disrespected. Great, how great would it be if we opened the door Martin Sheets walking into an office? <laughs> that would be funny. It would be exactly, if we if this was written. And I'd say, happen. still not in Selma. <laughs> I'll be having the pop culture bees. There he is over there, Garen Cockrell, man. Video Village, that's the uh, the nutshell, Elliot Hoper, the Honcho Matt Belknap, our friend Paul Reiser. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hopeberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2022 Never Not Funny, LLC. 